capping off our spotlight on Netflix, going on to look at someone who was a real trendsetter in 2017. Yeah, everyone could not get enough of that Stephen King. You had It come out. You had Dark Tower. Everywhere you looked, there was more Stephen King. Well, even Netflix jumped all over that shit, so much so that they put not one, but two. Count them, two. Troy's over here throwing the double deuces up. <laughs> Properties written by Stephen King, made into films. We're talking about a big old Stephen King twofer with 1922 and... Shit, I forgot the fucking name of... Uh, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Come on. Gerald's Game. Okay, well, you helped. That's all. Uh, that's better. <laughs> so there you go. 1922 and Gerald's Game, a Stephen King Netflix twofer, spotlight on Netflix, all that on a very spooky edition of the review. Review. Hey, uh, Troy, do you mind uh, taking these handcuffs off me? Uh. Sorry, I'm going to have a heart attack. No! <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dead opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'll just kill my wife. <laughs> and if you don't know, those are hints at what we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, Stephen King streaming twofer on Netflix. Rounding out Netflix spotlight on Netflix. Spotlight on Netflix, yes. Month. Uh, spooky. I was spooked. Spooky. One scary. of these movies is very fresh in my mind. I as... know. I walked in on it. <laughs> Could not believe what you were doing to it. My God. When I masturbate, it's my own business. Okay, you don't have to put it out on air. I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into that uh, streaming spookiness, JT, we're going to get into some news of the week. Yeah. Starting with, did you see some of these Oscar noms? I saw them. Uh, should we go through some? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Now, now, I didn't write down everything. Yeah. But I wrote down the ones that I was interested in here. Yeah. Uh, I got some noms for production design. Okay. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, all nominated for that. Production Sounds about design. right. Uh, any, uh, anything uh, you'd like to see uh, come out on top on there, production design? Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Blade Runner 2049 run away with it. Good prod so design. So a lot of, lot of prod, prod design there. Got a prod do, prod does. <laughs> a lot of prod does. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Uh, cinematography. Oh, we also got 2049, Dark Sour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and Shape of Water. Almost exactly the same as prod does. Well, prod does. What's Mudbound? What's Mudbound? Oh, it's uh, it's actually kind of a breakthrough because it's a movie from Netflix. Really? Yeah. It's uh, I've heard pretty decent things about it because I think Mary J. Blige got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress oh, in it. Oh, my word. Yeah. It's pretty much they follow, like, these two, like, a black family and a white family from, like, the South and, like, them forming this bond, like, in World War Two, I think it is. And then when they come back and how their families are still divided, but yet they're, like, still friends from, like... Mm. When they were in the war. Was this just like a recent release? Yeah, I think it came out like a couple months ago. I, I've been meaning to watch it, but... It came out under the radar. I haven't 
heard yeah. of it. I mean to watch it, but I never got around to it. I know, like, the white dad is played by Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh, right on, right <laughs> on. Now, I haven't seen any of these but 2049, but I would assume for cinematography, you would probably go to Dunkirk, yeah, Shape of Water. Yeah, I would say maybe Dunkirk. Maybe. I haven't seen Shape of Water yet, but Dunkirk is, like, like they even, like, filmed it in, like, 40 millimeter. Sure. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, moving on to visual effects, there's 2049, Guardians 2, Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. I'd like to see War run, right, run, right, run away with this Yeah, one. I would love to see Apes to come away with a win for this yeah. one. Yep. A lot of them are pretty good in there. I think Col- Kong, Skull Island is in there just to make it five things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you all right, JT? Made my throat explode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <coughs> oh, man. Take care of yourself. I know. All right. Yeah, but I hope Apes comes away with that one. Yeah, they, even, those Apes look so goddamn good looking. Yeah, even I though I want to fuck those Apes. Yeah, even though twenty forty nine was really good because it used like miniatures and stuff as well. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it did anyway. But uh, Apes is really good. You know, everything was pretty good in this. Yeah, so. I would say Apes was like the closest it's come with CG to like actually looking like actual shit. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that comes away with it. Uh, film editing, I have. Uh, the only reason I even added this one, film editing, because Baby Driver's nominated for it. Uh, and I heard that, I, even though I haven't seen it. I could it, see it going with them. Having it be timed to the music yeah. and everything, I'm yep. like, damn, that's got to Yeah, that's gotta that's, that's a meticulous edit. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's that, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. I would see Baby Driver, just because it's, it's built around the editing. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I can see it not winning, too, because they're just like... Like, the Academy will jerk themselves off, like, well, we got to give it to one of the major nominees that we don't give something to. Sure. But I think if a movie's going to earn it, it's going to be Baby Driver. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, it sucks not seeing all these, but I know Dunkirk is filmed, like, in three kind of parts, so I can see that maybe taking it as well. Yeah, but I don't think it's a major... It. I don't think it needed that. Like, it, it's filmed like that, but I don't think it needed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting actress, we have Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. Yeah. Like you said. Uh, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Uh, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, you have anything coming out on top for this one? Um, I've heard that, uh, oh, shit. Allison Janney is, like, amazing as, uh, Tanya Harding's mom. I've heard that, too. So I'm pretty sure she's gonna get it. Hope she does. Uh... On the opposite side of that, sporting actor, we got Willem Dafoe for Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, Sam Rockwell for also Three Billboards. Yeah. Uh, that one, I have no dog I'd love to see Christopher Plummer win it, just because <laughs> he was shoved he got in there last shoved second. in there last second, and they, <laughs> like, he was like forced to like get all this shit like, memorized and put together in like the course of like two weeks, almost. Yeah. That would... I thought he would have been the main actor in All the Money in the World. No, it centers mainly around I think the the kids. Like I oh, think that's why it? it was easier for them to take Kevin Spacey out of it. Oh, okay, all right. Because I think it deals mainly with like the his the daughter and like some detective where they try and like get him back, try yeah. and get the kid back right. themselves. That's one I just want to watch out of sheer curiosity. Is All the Money? Yeah, I'm in the really. World. I've heard it's actually really good too. Yeah, like, me it's too. Pretty suspenseful. Yeah. So I want to check that out. Uh, leading actress. 
We got Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Francis McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, uh, Sarozi Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Well, I, I already said that my favorite performance all year was Francis McDormand and Three Billboards, mm-hmm. so I'm going with her. I heard a lot of other people talking about her performance as well, so hopefully she takes it. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, leading actor. We got Timothy, uh, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kalua for Get Out. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington. Roman J. Israel Esquire. <sighs> I don't know. I've heard that Gary Oldman is probably going to take it for Winston Churchill. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not too familiar with a lot of... Daniel Kaluuya was really good in Get Out. Yeah, but I don't think he's gonna. But get I don't it. think he's gonna get it. I think he got uh, nominated or won something else, right? Just like the other day, or maybe it was because he just got nominated for leading actor. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because I saw like uh, Jordan Peele tweeting about it or whatever, but yeah. I I couldn't see what he was tweeting about. Mm-hmm. He wasn't specific. Yeah. He's like, "Way to go, Daniel." <laughs> I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> Way to hit him where it hurts, Dan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like, I have no dog in this fight either. Um, I also, but I did see that, uh, Gary Oldman is, like, projected to win. Yeah. If you're all betting, man, I would put your money on Gary Oldman. Um. Stop betting, Troy. Listen. You got a family to I got an issue. (laughs) got a family to Quit betting on the Oscars. (laughs) Uh. What's the over-under on Gary Oldman? (laughs) Uh, best director, we have uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele, Get Out, uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Phantom Thread with Paul Thomas Anderson, and Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. Um, and I'm guessing Guillermo del Toro is going to take it since he won the Golden Globe for Best Director. Yeah. There was also, like, so there's this one guy, he does, like, Oscar math, I yeah. think. Did you see what I retweeted of this guy? No. It was a 90 part thread jesus because it's the 90th anniversary of the oscars he gave a 90 facts about the oscars and like who would probably take each one judging yeah. by previous oscars yeah. and like how the math would line up mm-hmm. and i think he also gave shape of water uh the best director mm. so we'll see hopefully greta gerwig gets it because yeah. it would look nice to have like another lady hey ladies <laughs> take the win and for best picture we have Nine entries in yeah. this? Yep, nine. Uh, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Well, personally, I would like to see Get Out get it. Yeah, but even though I don't think I don't think, think, it think it's going to get it, no. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about Three Billboards, which, sure. The guy <laughs> on, the, on the big 90-part thread said that he has his money on Shape of Water by just yeah. previous, going by previous, like, Oscar trends. Yeah. Because uh, something about the director being the Screen Actors Guild or something like that, and, like, yeah. if the, if usually you're nominated for that, then you get Best Picture, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Whatever his math was. Yeah. But he had his money on Shape of Water, and... Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but... It'd be cool if it did win, because it's, like... A weird monster sci-fi flick. Yeah, and that's why I want it to win for anything. But if not, like, I hope Three Billboards takes it or Lady Bird yeah. or Get Out. Yeah. Like, 
I'm, I'm it's not an even... interesting Oscars this year. Yeah. I really, I really like the nominees they put up. Yeah, especially for, like, Best Picture because you got, like... Yeah. Shape of Water, like we said, Three Billboards was an interesting, Lady Bird, Get Out, like... Yeah. All these, like, smaller movies. Like, the only two that kind of stuck out as, like, the, of course, Oscar picks was, like, Phantom Thread and The Post. Yeah. And everything else just kind of seemed like they were their own thing and they were just legit good movies. Yeah. Like, it kind of broke the mold to what usually the Oscars try and pick out for best film. Right. So... Um, I probably won't watch the Oscars if I watch I, anything. I just look up the results the next day. <laughs> I watch like hate... a, an illegal stream of it yeah. or something like that. I hate that, like the but... pomp and circumstance of it all. I just want to know who fucking won. Right. <laughs> that and the Royal Rumbles this weekend anyway. Come on. <laughs> you got to get on that Rumble, babe. Get in that Rumble. Is that, wait, are the Oscars this weekend or? Uh-uh. Oh, never mind. Then. I think it's sometime in uh, late February. I think they usually put the nominees out a month before the actual. Oh, really? That early? Yeah. I always thought it was like a week or two. I think that's what they do with the Golden Globes. I think the Golden Globes are like a month before. I never pay attention to any of that shit. <sighs> all right, well. Even though that's what we always talk about, all keep, that kind of to, shit, I never pay do attention. do your job. My apologies to you and yeah. our listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you, get, did you uh, by any chance, get the Razzies? No, I didn't get the Razzies. Uh, I'll bring up the Razzies later. Oh, great, though. great, great. Um... There might be some things in there that you'll get a good laugh out of in the Razzies. I'm hoping so. <laughs> in tech news, JT, uh, both of us are uh, in the Google Home family. Yes. Uh, Google Assistant now supports a voice match for multiple profiles with Netflix. Oh. Yeah, so you can be like, Google, play whatever on whatever or continue playing the office or whatever yeah and it'll know by your voice which profile to pick oh shit but i think it might only work for chromecast so if you like have anything else it doesn't really matter because yeah. i like i don't use chromecast anymore i have one yeah but like i don't necessarily like it but if i had like if i set up a tv in like this room here or yeah auxiliary podcast studio yes i might use it in here because I wouldn't be necessarily, like, watching anything, like, you know, like, with full focus, I'd be doing some other shit, you yes, know? So yes. I'd be like, Google, throw on this. And be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just throw it on, which yeah. I would like. Yeah. But, uh, so there you go. You got a, you got a Chromecast, JT? Uh, I know Molly has one laying around somewhere, and, uh, I don't know. I... Used it for a little bit, but that was back when all I had was like my phone to use it with. I might, I might use it more if I just use my voice. Yeah, but. it's only really handy, like if you know what you want to watch, though. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. Like I don't necessarily want to just have my phone in my hand while yeah. all the time, even though I usually do because I'm usually doing two things at once. Yeah. But I don't want to have to like control what I'm watching through my phone i know like uh i had a i've got like the chromecast app on my phone when i had it and you could actually get it in the chromecast app and it'll pull up all the apps on your phone that can play on it oh yeah and it'll give you like suggestions on like the apps that you own that it can play on it based like in just one app you yeah don't have to like go to like go to netflix find this okay no go to hulu find this yeah but i mean the only bummer thing is i want it just to be like voice activated, like, yeah. If anything, but the only thing is, like, I like to browse. Yeah. Like, what's on now? So, like, I can just like, nah, scroll left, scroll left, play yep. whatever's on the screen. And yeah. so far, it hasn't been able to do that. No, watch like in twenty years, it's gonna be like you blink, and then a. I already. <laughs> I've already seen like some tech 
that you can do it voice free. It's just gestures. Oh my! God. I don't have any idea how it works. Just do like hey, do like a sign language. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks stupid. Like yeah. it looks completely <laughs> stupid. So like it's like essentially uh, <coughs> a, like a PlayStation Eye or like the yeah. the Xbox like view bar or whatever it was. You pretty much have to like hand signal your your device or whatever, and it'll pick up your gestures or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, why not just talk to it then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Do you have a sleeping baby you can't speak with? <laughs> That'd be the only reason I can think of that's not like, just stop. Yeah. Or play this. You have to, like, fucking do sign language at it and, like, forget it. Play. <laughs> play a movie. You're, like, waving your hand like a wizard yeah. Yeah. trying to get to stop. Oh, man. So, anyway... There you go. Tech news. Tech news. Tech news. You got some Netflix news, JT. Oh. We're on Spotlight on Netflix it. month, so I got some Netflix news. Season three of Stranger Things, JT, is yeah. going to give poor Will a break. Oh, thank God. The last two seasons, he's just been, been put through the ringer. fucking ass kicked. And yeah, so, why don't you beat up the toothless kid a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Dustin, him and Steve are going to have more of a bromance in season three. Oh, shit. They're going to be hanging out. And the uh, Red Ranger may bang uh, Mike's mom. Good. Maybe that was a red herring <laughs> just to get people to tune in. But I would be for it. Is the Red Ranger going to bang Mike's mom? <laughs> tune in. Tune in and find out. <laughs> I just want to see how Mike's dad doesn't react. <laughs> He's just sleeping in a chair. <laughs> Keep it down. <laughs> Can you fuck my wife a little quieter? <laughs> the game's on. <laughs> I'm a patriot over here. Uh, so that's funny. Like, uh, apparently a big new evil is going to show up, which I don't know what new big new thing is that they could yeah. bring in. Because, like, at the like end I of said, season I hope two. They kind of, like, I'm, I'm hoping they do, like, a thing where they bring in, like, the other numbered kids and they kind of do, like, a thing. I'm fucking over that. I don't care about them. Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> uh, Let it happen. <laughs> More Netflix news, JT. Monique is fired up. Oh, yeah, because we need to pay for her not being a good comedian. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> I've heard of this already. Yeah, Monique is fired up uh, because Netflix's payday for her comedy special uh, only offered her 500k, a measly $500,000. And she's mad. Well, like, I get her point why she was mad. Because Amy Schumer got paid $11 million dollars. And then $2 million off the back of her special. So yeah. $13 million in total. And then Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock got paid $20 million for theirs. But did you, like, see the video? Like, she said it's a race and a gender thing. And then she yeah, pointed out a, a, a black man and a white woman's. So it's not... They're just more popular than you. That, and that's what Netflix argued. It's like, <laughs> we paid Amy Schumer that because she had, like, a, hot, like a big movie out at the time yeah. and some other reason Monique hasn't done shit in years I I know what she done like barbershop or yeah. something I have no idea what she's done but I loved it because that was her whole thing was like they're holding down women and they're holding down African Americans and then she uses African Americans and women as an example <laughs> of the people that are getting paid more than her yeah and it's like absolutely not it's like yeah. you're just not as relevant you're just you're stupid Sorry, Monique, but Wanda Sykes is behind her because Netflix only offered her 
half of what they offered <laughs> Monique. They offered her 250k Jesus. for a special. So that means Wanda, Wanda Sykes hasn't done much either. No, except but I would for think... being in like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, but like I would think Wanda Sykes is more relevant than Monique, even at least in popularity. I would Maybe. think. Maybe she hasn't done a lot lately either, though. That's true. But anyway, I like how celebrities are scoffing over a not a million dollar figure. <sighs> I would kill. Yeah, I would kill a man. <laughs> For 250k. Would you kill your wife? <laughs> Would you kill your wife for a hundred acres? Well, 1922 I might. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, that's all for Netflix news I got, JT. But uh, Deadpool 2. Yeah. People are clamoring for that Deadpool 2 trailer. I know. Full trailer. When do you think it's going to happen, JT? I got an idea. Me too, and I'll tell you right now. Give it to me. Uh, a lot of people think, it's speculated, that it will drop in front of Black Panther Yep, when that hits theaters in February. Black Panther. Black Panther. Black Panther. BET, check it out sometime. And if that doesn't happen because of the Marvel 20th Century Fox synergy that is now happening. Yeah. And by synergy, I mean complete corporate buyout. Yes. <laughs> uh, then it will debut February 14th, which is also a relevant date for Deadpool, because that's when the first movie debuted in theaters, oh, Valentine's Day. Shit. So either way, you're going to get a Deadpool I'll 2 baby trailer. Tight. I'll yeah. get baby tight and watch some of that Deadpool. <laughs> uh, you're going to get one in February, so check it out sometime. Yeah. Apparently it's going to show cable doing stuff, I guess. I don't Ooh. know. The speculation. Well, don't be... You're going to open the rumor mill if you're going to talk about the speculation shit. I'm going to open up rumor mill for just... Rumor mill? Sorry, I was talking like Tom Jane. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you morphing uh, to Tom Jane right now? Open up rumor mill one time <laughs> uh, for one more trailer speculation. <laughs> rumor mill open. <gasps> oh my God, JT, do you need a doctor? I'm good, I'm good. Consult your local physician. <laughs> I will. All right. Uh, the Han Solo... Solo movie. Yes. Hasn't seen hide nor hair of it yes. as of yet. Yes. Rumor has it that will will be appearing during the Super Bowl. Oh. The trailer. Yeah. The superb owl. The superb owl. <laughs> the big game. Yes. Uh, it'll appear during the big game sometime. Probably during halftime or whatever. So look out for that. So check it out if you're merely interested I have yeah. no faith in what so the solo movie has to offer. But I am morbidly curious what I'm it curious. would turn out to be. I'm curious. Since they had to film it twice. Yeah. At least twice. <laughs> another <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> and then moving on, JT, I have two bits of wrestling news. Oh, shit. One of them good. One of them bad. One of them Enzo Mori getting fired for raping somebody wwe releases enzo amore <laughs> for hard r allegations yeah uh i read a little bit about it it's, could be hearsay yeah but wwe found it uh shaking enough to release him was yeah. he this uh cruiserweight champ yeah so we'll see how that turns out at the rumble yeah Plus, I've heard that he's been rubbing a lot of people the wrong way anyways, so they're probably just looking for an excuse to get rid of him. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, now, the story I heard or read 
was from the the alligator. Not the alligator. What is it? <laughs> crocodile? Yeah, the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the person making the allegations. You know, the alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, like a big long tweet from her or whatever. And it involves like drugs, dealing with like weed, cocaine, and meth. Yeah. Also drinking, being blacked out, and all that kind of stuff. So, who knows? I don't know. He is a he is like a big deal. So like that always kind of throws my hackles up. Yeah. But he's like obscure enough, where it's still like uh, I don't know. I don't so know. I've heard like things here and there that I've heard stories where people have said the fame's kind of gotten to him a little bit. Well, so from what I read see. in the tweet, he quoted saying, you need to S my D because I got a million Insta followers. So I'm like, so, okay, he's still, he's still right. down to earth. Okay, <laughs> <You're right>. never <laughs> mind. Never mind. I, I guess I was hearing the wrong things. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Sorry, Enzo. I, I, okay. so I'm right not going to rush conclusions next time I yeah. hear stuff like that. Right now, he joined that boys club. So, yeah. Sorry, Enzo. Yeah. Yeah, you had your fun while it lasted. Now you're in the club. Speaking of a boys club, what do you think of the Aziz Ansari stuff? Because um, we brought it up like a couple weeks ago. Did we bring up Aziz Ansari? Yeah. I Well, I, I think we, we did. I don't remember us bringing up Aziz Ansari's. Um, his was iffy. No, we did bring it up because we were talking about like how she said all these things. But at the same time, Aziz was like really... Like, uh, he wasn't continuing. He like backed off yeah, or whatever. And she even like admitted like, yeah, he stopped. But like, I feel, still feel like I was raped or whatever. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. That's not verbatim. Well, I remember, yeah, I remember like hearing something where it's like, yeah, I think it was just a thing where like she was uncomfortable with stuff, but she never said no. Right. And then when she did say no, then he backed off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Like, it's, it's hard to judge. Like, I don't want to say yes or no, but, yeah. like, I like Aziz. Yeah. And I would like to think that he's intimidated enough and, like, scared enough that he doesn't want to be in that kind of situation. Yeah. So, like, he would back off at first notice, like, yeah. this doesn't seem right. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. It's, yeah, it's tricky. I'm, it's times like these, I'm glad I'm, like, in a stable relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like. That like yeah. shit like that reminds me of how shitty it was to be single, because I would do stuff where I would I would like always back off when it even like when a hint of like something that was going down that she wasn't into was happening, and then I'd I'd probably get prosecuted for it a whole bunch. But I was like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to be considered a rapist. Yeah. Even I, if even if you are not, even if it is like a thing where like you're not saying no, you don't seem like you're into it. I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah. And I'm, like, no Don Juan or anything like that, but, like, I would never have had myself in that situation whatsoever. Yeah. Like, if I knew it was a sure thing, yeah. then, I yeah, I'd go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, other usually than that, my rule no is, way. like, if they aren't reciprocating, I'm backing off. Mm-hmm. But I'd be in situations where, like, the chicks were, like, into it, but they just didn't, were, like, timid. And they'd be like, why'd you stop? And I'd be like, you ain't doing shit! <laughs> like, this, is, wanna... this is weird, because I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want... I'm not a rapist. Yeah. That's like, what I want to be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, oh, I'm just like... I just like stop, like, why'd you stop? Like, I just, fuck... Because I don't want to, like, fucking, like, push you into something. Yeah. and we, But we all know how famous you are, too, so... Like... I know, I don't want to be... Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want I don't want those allegations coming out right. and tarnishing my name. You're too famous. For my all that my eight hundred followers on Twitter. Eight hundred. Watch my dick. Eight hundred followers on Twitter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Check me out. I got like one hundred twenty six, like seventy five or bots. Boom. <laughs> Half my followers ask me if I want to go to this porn site. What? <laughs> They're into it. They want the D. That's how sex I am, yo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last bit of news I got, JT, is the Raw 25th anniversary was yeah. this last I'm Monday. I to watch that. I've heard good things about it. Oh, I brought it up because I thought you would have watched it. Damn it. No, I didn't get it. Oh, I don't have cable, so I usually have to watch it on Hulu or something. Oh, okay. Well, I uh, did see the opening of Raw. Yeah. Because WWE just put it up on YouTube. Yeah. And it's like the McMahons awarding uh, Vince with a plaque for 25 years Fantastic. on uh, on the air or whatever. Yeah. And he goes on to say, like, I'd give you all this for a shitty plaque, essentially. <laughs> and then, like, turns on him and, like, turns yes. heel on the crowd or whatever. Just like classic Vince yes. McMahon. He's like, there's not one man that deserves it more than me. Stone Cold's music uh. hits. Comes out. Clears the fucking the ring. Best. Steve Weisers, and then fucking, oh. like, just gets out of there, and, it, like, just nuts. Like, like getting hard just to... <laughs> I know. It was so... I mean, like, and, like, WWE, like, edited it for YouTube or whatever, so it's clipped, but I want to see the whole thing again. Oh, yeah. Yep. God damn. God damn. It, it... As soon as you hear that glass shatter, it's yeah. just, like... Yeah. Like nut evacuation. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> roof was... There, there had to be, like, shaking in that auditorium. Yeah. People would have uh, killed each other. Yeah. Just to hear that glass shatter. Like, oh, my God. Somebody had a gun in that crowd and shot it in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah! Yeah. So, like, amazing. Right? And it's good to see Vince McMahon on TV. I mean, I don't watch Raw or He's SmackDown. He's on there occasionally. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't watch any of it anymore, so, like, I'm completely lost. So when I go to pay-per-view to pay-per-view, I'm just like... Yeah. I guess I'm into these, like, long vignettes. <laughs> but, like, just yeah. show me some and I've stopped watching Raw and SmackDown together. I just watch the pay-per-views. Because even now, I'm, like, watching old pay-per-views, and I'm, like, even realizing back here, I was like, they pretty much fill you on in everything that happened <laughs> yeah. that you need to know. Yeah. I'm just going to watch the yeah. pay-per-views from now on. Did I really need to see four matches before I saw this same match on a pay-per-view? Yeah, probably not. I'd rather watch the better match on a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. I guess they did something weird, too. They they were in two different venues at the yeah, same they, time. Yeah, they, uh, at the ballroom. Shit, what the hell is it called? But they were in the first. Yeah, where they where they taped all the original Raws. Right. They, they had, like, a... They had like matches there too, as well as at the uh, at Brooklyn. There's like yeah. a big auditorium in Brooklyn. Yeah, and then Manhattan so, Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I guess like I was just reading about it or whatever. But like people in each stadium had no idea what was going on in each one because yeah. they can only see what was in like what they were there to see or whatever so that had to be awkward oh yeah i think someone put up a clip from like the manhattan center where there was like a long period of time where nothing was happening and people were like getting restless like they were like chanting like fuck this and shit like that (laughs) (laughs) like they're just like sitting in in a stadium just waiting and nothing was happening Ugh, that's a misstep on their part. Yeah. They should have just... They're did... just, like, thrown in, like, random dark matches or something while, like, the right. other thing was going on. Yeah. Or just sold, like, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, they probably doubled their ticket sales for the 25th anniversary of Raw by having it in two arenas at the same time. But Manhattan Center is pretty small, though. I know it is, but like... Like, this was, like, back when, like, WWE was, like, on its last legs and they were doing Raw because, right. <laughs> like, they were, like, fucking... I remember, like, there were people talking about, like, Raws that were taped in, like, high school gymnasiums when, like, when, like, WWF was at its worst. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Like, I guess there's, like, a there's like a Raw out there where it's, like, Shawn Michaels in the main event and you can, like... They're in a high school gymnasium and there's, like, still, like, seats that where people aren't, aren't in them. Really? Yeah, WF was in a really bad state before, like, the Attitude Era. I guess so. I just, I, I just always can, like, I, I guess I always thought that when, like, Raw started, that was, like, the beginning of it ramping up. Not but r- I guess because Raw... Nitro took over after Raw, and then Nitro was getting all the fucking publicity, and, like, Raw was kind of... Yeah, but that was like the Monday Night Wars. They were still getting like high ratings on TV, though, right? Not really. WCW was beating the piss out of them. Oh, up until when like uh, Vince stopped giving a fuck and just let people do whatever they wanted. Oh, all right. I guess I thought it was because you watch that old WF. It fucking sucks. Really? Like he's still doing like a shit ton of like cartoony gimmicks with people and stuff. Oh boy. Oh boy. I always still make fun of like the. It was like, I think it was like Bret Hart's like, he's either his first or second Intercontinental title run. This is going to be super nerdy. I'll make it as short as possible. <laughs> but like, there was like one of his Intercontinental title runs where it was just like Bret Hart versus a cartoon character, like all the time. Like every really? single match he had for the Intercontinental title was like him versus the Repo Man or Kamala or like just someone who was like super over the top. It's like this oh, yeah. well-known technical wrestler versus a cartoon character like, the like all the time. Like or whatever. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. That's but I love it. I think even, like, up. Cole got, like, a tape of it when, like, he was, like, watching wrestling a lot. And it was just nothing but, like, Bret Hart versus these shit people that were doing the most cartoony gimmicks. <laughs> that makes me happy. And they were all for the Intercontinental title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's all the wrestling news I got, JT. All right. And that's all the news I got in total. All so. right. Well, I will uh, pull up. What I got. Good deal. Uh, I would like to say, while you're pulling up your stuff, we are drinking uh, some New Belgium Fat Tire. Also, we got uh, some cans left of Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA, which I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, but... It's not bad. It doesn't have a lot of bite to it. It's not extremely hoppy. It's a mild hop flavor. It's got the taste without the bite. That's right. So, uh, I'm into it. So, if you check that out, Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing. Put that on your can. It looks kind of like a Sprite can a little bit. I thought you were drinking Sprite. I was like, oh, I guess Troy's is like a little under the weather. He's not drinking. (laughs) I had, uh, I've been drinking a few of these over the last couple days. And I always expect it because it looks so much like a Sprite can with like the or, the green and yellow yeah. theme on it. <laughs> you just that I think it's gonna be Sprite up until I drink it. And I'm like, nope, not Sprite. I'm drinking a beer. All right, I'll put it down. And then five minutes later, oh, a Sprite. Like it just like, it's so you're slowly convincing. morphing into a goldfish. That's right. <laughs> uh, Troy, you looking forward to that Barbie movie? No. Okay, well, good news for you then, because it has been delayed. <laughs> oh, thank up goodness! Up to twenty twenty. Oh man, that's too bad. Hopefully, they push push it out enough to make it uh, just great. 
Yeah. They, just, they tinker with it so much that it becomes perfect. Or Barbie's not in it at all. Yeah, right. And the movie doesn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> not that I would ever see it anyway, but just to spare me my feelings, just stop. Uh, Troy, looking forward to that third Cloverfield film, God Particle. I'm looking forward to finally see the second one. Oh, that's true. Well, uh, but yeah, the third one I would also be looking forward well, to. Well, something to maybe push you into wanting to go see the second one right away is that it appears that God Particle might not come out in theaters. What? In fact, there might be a bidding war where Netflix oh my goodness. might be trying to get it to stream it exclusively on their site. Netflix throwing out some dough. Yeah. All right. I'm okay with that. And I guess there's already been, like, some, like, guerrilla-type marketing for it. Like, I guess there's, like, some strange websites out there trying to, like... Oh, like, viral Yeah, kind of like what they did with, like, the first, like, like the other two Cloverfield films. All right. I don't remember for the second one, because the second one just, like, was, like, you heard nothing about it, and then all of a sudden, like, two weeks before it came out, it's like, Cloverfield 2! Yeah. Or, like, whatever it is. And it's like, what? And then it came out, and it was like... That I had no idea this was even being made. Yeah. And now it's done and coming out in two weeks. <laughs> I know. Like amazing. It would be like some crazy shit if they like kept this under wraps where it's like, oh god, particle comes out like this month and then like it comes out, but it comes out on Netflix where you're like, What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like they're just like throwing you off every 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 other which way. Yeah. Have no idea where it's gonna come from. Yeah. I, I would be into like Netflix like buying it up because like yeah. everybody has it at this point so it's like a viable yeah. option for an alternative to theaters yeah because everyone has it yeah like everybody has might, it. might as well and it'd be like a totally like out of nowhere thing to do too yeah like for the fourth one they're just gonna send someone to your home to tie you to a chair <laughs> and like play it for you and then they like knock you out and you they vanish and like oh my god did i just watch the fourth cloverfield movie <laughs> i think i did what did I, happened to did me? I dream that? <laughs> Why is my house clean? <laughs> Have I been doing meth for the last 78 hours? Uh, That'd be amazing. I just saw that Netflix um, is probably going to be raising their prices again. Probably by like 5% or whatever. Probably yeah. another dollar or whatever. Yeah, who gives a shit? But uh, because like this last fourth quarter... For Netflix, they wanted to get, I can't remember how many subscribers, but they blew past it. Mm-hmm. Like, they got way more than they thought they ever would. Yeah. And so, like, they're, like... Let's celebrate by overcharging the fuck out of them. Right, that's what I didn't understand, <laughs> but, like, I guess to, like, have the bandwidth and all this shit and, like, put out all this new content for all these subscribers, I guess it would cost money. Yeah. But, really, I w- and I read farther down the article that, like... By the amount of content that Netflix has, judging from the other streaming services, they're actually undercharging people by like 20%. Jesus. Because if you look at CBS All Access, like they're charging you like six bucks a month, or it's like five ninety nine, I think, for their product with commercials, yeah. or $10 a month yeah. with without commercials yeah and all they have is stuff from cbs yeah and then netflix is the same price for like however 12 times the 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 amount of content Uh they have so it's like what would you what what do you what would you choose i know know. i know 
But hey, what are you gonna do? Actually, I'm, I've been really getting into Amazon a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Amazon, like they really beefed up like their movie library. Yeah, in like the past month or so, I've been going through. I'm like, I'm gonna want to watch a lot of this shit. Yeah, me too. Like Amazon has become almost my number two. Um, Netflix, I wa- well. Actually, YouTube I watch the most. Yeah. And then... Because <laughs> you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, because I'm a fucking nerd and I love fucking YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Actual quote. <laughs> quote me on it. Um, <laughs> it's just so much easier to watch a YouTube video with a kid <laughs> than it is to watch like an hour-long thing on fucking Netflix. Yeah. Regardless. And then um, I've almost like hardly watched Hulu whatsoever. Because yeah. they all, if like you pay attention, like Hulu almost has the exact same movie library as Netflix. Yeah. So and like, a lot of the stuff from Am- from Amazon too. Yeah. So like, if you're just into watching certain TV shows, yeah, then I guess Hulu is a thing for you. But I barely yeah. ever go on Hulu. My, me and Molly use it a lot just for yeah because we watch specific TV shows that come out on network. Yeah. We've actually been. Because we're always looking for, like, sitcoms just play in the background when we're falling asleep or whatever. So we're, like, we're like working through 30 Rock now. Oh, yeah? And I think that's only on Hulu. So. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. So we've been going through that lately. So, yeah, it's just nice because, like, they're, they have a lot of, like, the like the sitcoms that you kind of play in the background when you're yeah. not really paying attention. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I mean, I still have it. I don't think I would, like, get rid of it because it's... I don't think only pay like seven bucks a month for yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. So like it's not like that big a deal. But yeah, Amazon I've been really digging a lot lately too because I go on there like almost any time we have like a show, like I have to end up like watching it on Amazon. Yeah. Even if I have to rent it or whatever. Oh yeah. Yep. So like that's what I have it. For. I know it's so easy too. Like I've even like stopped looking in like the PlayStation Store. I'm just like, well, Amazon's got it in yeah. some form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'll just get it through there. Like, no hassle, whatever. Mm. And you get that fucking prime two-day shipping with it, too. Fuck yeah, dude. It's easy. I know. What are you even doing with your life not having Amazon? Yeah. I remember, like, I tried watching American Psycho the other day, and the DVD didn't work, and I was like, all right, get in the (laughs) Blu-ray. Just give Bezos more of your money. Yep. Jeff oh, Bezos shit, deserves it. He deserves He's a it. Fucking genius. Give that man your money. All he wanted to do was sell books. Now he sells fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy, the New Mutants yeah. coming out next year. Yes. Uh, the director coming out and saying that it's going to be the hardest PG thirteen. <laughs> I, I really thought you were gonna say R, and I'm like, really? No, yeah, I, I hate this bullshit like quotes where it's like it's gonna be a hard G. Whatever. <laughs> They're almost. I want to. Yeah, I want to see like a family movie where it's like this is gonna be a real hard G. <laughs> like they're gonna almost say bitch once. It almost might be parental guidance suggested. We came so close to PG, but I talked him down to G. You're welcome, America. Dude, whatever. <laughs> it's the so hardest stupid. PG-13 ever. It's still PG-13 who gives a shit. If you have balls, make it R. Right. It should be R. Yeah. It's a horror movie. Go Just full make front- it a fucking R. Yeah. Man, go full frontal. Yeah. <laughs> Whip out your tits. New yeah. Mutants. Right. Yeah, there you go. Show some tits. Titanic show tits. 
There you go. Are they a hard PG-13? Airplane showed tits. It's PG. It's PG. <laughs> that was a different time. You know what? That's fucking weird. That in yeah. the 80s, a PG movie could like do drugs, do mild racism, show tits, <laughs> and it was PG. <laughs> like, Airplane is PG. I think that was before like PG-13 existed, though. Yeah, I think it was. And like, But still. Still. Like, Naked Gun is like PG. Yeah. What is, what is going on? What all this happening? All these sweet 80s comedies are PG. And right now, like, if they came out, they'd be rated R. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's insanity. PG-13 altogether. I know. How have we become more prudes? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, you would think they'd lessen up on that shit. Troy, do you still have that John Cena thing on your phone? No. Because I got it. a new phone. God Sorry. damn it. Sorry. Well, I got John Cena news. All right. Uh, apparently, John Cena! <laughs> Nailed it. We get, yeah, we don't even need it. We can we do, it, we ourselves. do it ourselves. Uh, apparently, John Cena is in talks to play a certain video game character oh, really? in a film. Okay. Duke Nukem. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, Perfect casting. Yeah, I, li- I like it. That's it. Give it to John Cena. Give it to him. I don't know who else would even deserve to have Duke Nukem. Like, I'm not even a Duke Nukem fan, but if anybody's going to play him, it's going to be John Cena. Give it to John Cena. Why not? Give it to John Cena. Give it to John Cena. Give it to John Cena. <laughs> uh, I, I brought up a, a while ago that uh, Taika Waititi was looking to do a What We Do in the Shadows American remake. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's still in the works, but it's going to be a TV series to take okay. place on FX. Okay. It's going to be produced by him and Jermaine Clement. Okay. And it's going to follow pretty much like the same premise as like the film where you're like following uh, like three vampires in like their apartment. But it'll be a series? Yes. I'm into it. Yeah. I'd be for it. I am. Especially if it's on FX. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Just like a 20 minute vampire comedy? Comedy? <laughs> comedy? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know why that word escaped me. Jesus, yeah, you you took that all over the fucking spectrum. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm into that idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm for it. Me too, JT. Especially if it's like the film. Hell yeah, yeah. give it to me. Yeah. Why don't I have it already? Jesus Christ! Come on, Tyka. We'll be a little bit. Settle down. All right, I'm settled. Uh, Troy, give it to me, Ryan Reynolds. High on that Deadpool 2 coming right. out soon. Well, yep. him and the writers from Deadpool 2 oh my God, what are already looking at another project. Deadpool 3? Not Deadpool 3. Okay. <laughs> In fact, they might be doing a film based on Clue. Okay. Clue 2? Or the just a reboot of Clue. Okay. <laughs> Which I, w- I would be for. I've never seen the like original see. one. You've never seen the original? No. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. Don't they have multiple endings for that? Yeah, they they play all three. Like I think when it was in theaters, they only played one of them. Uh huh. But like, if you get like the DVD, they play all three of them. Oh, right on. But yeah, well, you like, dig it. Yeah, I liked it. All right. And Tim Curry plays the butler in it. Right on. So there you go. Very good. Does it does it need a sequel? It does. No, it's, I mean not a sequel, like a reboot. I'm sorry. I, it, it's a fun premise to work with, just because like you can take a cavalcade of characters and make a huge murder mystery and do a whodunit with it. Sure. All right. Like, it's fun. All right. All right. Yeah, I'd like to see it. 
Uh, Troy, the Razzies. Yes, getting into the Razzie news. Getting into this. Got a full list of all the Razzie nominees. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll try and work through. Just give me the top hot ones. The top hot ones? Top hot. (laughs) Well, uh, here's something that will uh, really get you, like, really get to you. All right. That you'll, I think you'll love it. Oh, so uh, there's a certain movie that got three Razzie nominations. Oh, really? Yeah. For uh, Worst Actress, Worst okay. Actor, and Worst Director. Oh, my goodness. And it, it is already. Mother. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which yes! is bullshit. No. No, it's bullshit. Warranted. For, no. Look, think about it. All right. You even said yourself you liked how how Mother was filmed. I did. So to say it's worst director is just, it's trolling. Yes, but I'm happy to do it. <laughs> and you even said Javier Bardem was your be- was your favorite part of Mother. Yep. And he got nominated for worst actor. <laughs> this shit's just trolling. <laughs> so fuck the Razzies. Listen, they're only the Razzies just playing are on my of, side right now, so I, just dug, play- I dig it. It didn't get nominated for worst picture, though. Well, if anything, it should be worst picture. but uh, uh, For worst picture... We got Baywatch. All right, I can see that. The Emoji Movie. Oh, please let that win. Fifty Shades Darker. Let that win. <laughs> the Mummy. Okay, let. I don't know what I want. And to win. Transformers: <laughs> The Last Night. Oh, so many good picks for shit. <laughs> That's a all right, all right. And uh, for worst actress, we've got Katherine Heigl from Unforgettable, Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades Darker, Jennifer Lawrence from Mother. Okay. And uh, Tyler Perry from Boo 2 and Medea Halloween. <laughs> For worst actress? He does I play Medea. Well, I get that. I love it. <laughs> uh, For worst actor, we got Tom Cruise in The Mummy, Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell Tales, <laughs> Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades Darker, Zac Efron from Baywatch, and Mark <laughs> Wahlberg from both Daddy's Home 2 and Transformers The Last Night. And... Tyler Perry for Boo oh. 2 and Medea Halloween. I That'd wish. be amazing. Javier Bardem getting worst supporting actor for Mother and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Metal Tales. Russell Crowe from The Mummy. Okay. Uh, Josh Dumel from Transformers Last Night. Mel Gibson from Daddy's Home 2. And Anthony Hopkins from both Collide <laughs> and Transformers Last Night. Oh, man. Hopkins. I know. Jeez. Hopkins getting fucking raked over them coals. Jeez. Uh, Worst Supporting Actress, Kim Basinger from Fifty Shades Darker. Sophia Botella from The Mummy. Laura Haddock from Transformers of Last Night. I don't know. Uh, Goldie Hawn from Snatched. Okay. And uh, Susan Sarandon from A Bad Mom's Christmas. Oh, God. Uh, Worst Screen Combo. All right. Uh, Any combination of two characters, two sex toys, or two sexual positions... From Fifty Shades Darker. All right. Any combination of two humans, two robots, or two explosions from Transformers <laughs> Last Night. Uh, any two obnoxious emojis from the Emoji Movie. Johnny Depp and his worn-out drunk routine from Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Ten Men Tell Tales. I hope it's that one. And uh, Tyler Perry and either the ratty old dress or worn-out wig from Boo 2 and Medea Halloween. Oh, man. Uh, worst remake ripoff or sequel, Baywatch, Boo 2, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, or Transformers. Uh, worst director, Darren Aronofsky, Mother, Michael Bay, Transformers, 
James Foley, Fifty Shades Darker, Alex Kurtzman, The Mummy, and Anthony Leonidas, The Emoji Movie. Oh, man. And Worst Screenplay, Baywatch, Emoji, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers. All right. So, lots of Mummy, lots of yep. Transformers, lots of Fifty Shades. Yep. Lots of Emoji. Lots of Emoji. Yeah. I don't think... Okay. I don't think uh, Mother needs to have, like... Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem and Darren Aronofsky are, yeah. like, the worst in their categories. Yeah. Because, like, they they weren't ba- that bad. Yeah. I just did not like the movie. Yeah. Like, I am a critical enough of a reviewer to know yeah. that they weren't bad in the movie. <laughs> I just did not like the movie. Yes. So, that being said, I hope Michael Bay and Transformers burn to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so they never make another one of those movies again. Yeah. Because I find that, like, the biggest, like, like biggest blunder. Yeah. It's the fifth or sixth, I don't even know, Transformers yeah. movie. They're still making them. Everything else was the first thing off the ground. And this one was dog shit, too, because they even, like, make it so that Transformers did a bunch of historical stuff. I'm pretty sure I even heard that it involved Harriet Tubman at one point in Ugh. it. Ugh. <laughs> That and Pirates, because that's like the fifth or sixth one. I don't even know which one it is. Yeah. Both of them. It's on Netflix. I just saw that because Chelsea played the trailer for it. God. (laughs) Even though the effects in it are pretty great. Yeah. I do not care about Pirates. I do not care about Transformers. I don't care about Mummies or Emojis or Snatched. All of those can just win and share the title. Like, I don't care. Yeah. God. Hope to figure out who wins. I can't wait to figure out who wins. Uh, last bit of news I got, Troy. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, some news coming out about that. Apparently, they are putting out a casting call for a femme fatale. Oh, my could goodness. Could it possibly... Could they be possibly casting a black cat? Oh, my God. Because rumor has it that still the Black Cat and Silver Sable movie... Is still coming out. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So maybe get your start in Homecoming 2, build up a little repertoire. Yeah. And then have something to go on for a sequel. Maybe. Who knows? But I, I would be curious. I like the I like the inclusion of Black Cat in like the Spider-Man lore. Like he's she's kind of the thing that brings like the like the bad boy out in Spider-Man. Sure. And she gives, like, a interesting dynamic, too, because she actually, like, the thing is, like, she's, like, a ripoff of Catwoman. Like, yeah. it's, like, a blatant yeah. thing. Like, it's not yeah. a big, big secret. But, like, the thing is, her her romance with Spider-Man is interesting. Yeah. Because she only likes Spider-Man. Yeah. So when Spider-Man tries to reveal, like, he gets finally close to her enough that he would reveal his identity. She doesn't want to see it because yeah. she's only infatuated with Spider-Man. She yeah. doesn't care about Peter Parker at, at all. Yeah. So that's the interesting part. Yeah. Um, I also heard that it could be Spider-Woman. Oh. That they would introduce one of those to the fold. Oh, shit. Which is interesting because there's several different Spider-Women. All of them have completely different stories. Mm-hmm. And depending on what story you read, some are a clone of Spider-Man that ended up being a woman clone. Yeah. Another just got weird spider powers completely different, and it's just 
what, Spider yeah. Woman? Like, she, like, shoots out, like, pheromones and stuff, too, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, all the only thing, when Spider Woman was first created, the only reason they did it was so that DC couldn't hold a copyright for Spider Woman. That's also <laughs> why they made a She-Hulk and all the female characters oh, of God. their male counterparts or whatever. Yeah. So, like, they own the copyrights to them and not, like, their competitors or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um, since then, like, for a She-Hulk and Spider Woman, for instance, they've become their own characters. Yes. And fan favorite characters as yes. well. So, yes. um, I would love to see... Either She-Hulk or Spider-Woman in anything, because I think they're both uh, really well-developed characters. Do it to it. Especially the Jessica Drew version of Spider-Woman, Oh, in my opinion. Look out. Because there's, there's like three Spider-Women, so oh, they all are different. But uh, <laughs> Jessica Drew is the one I would like to see. She's the one with the pheromones. There you go. And Do can it to fly it. for whatever reason. I don't oh, know. Shit. Who, well, spiders don't fly. What the fuck? I don't know. There's like, isn't there like, uh, maybe I'm thinking of like another insect. I don't know. It's done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, what kind of trailer? You <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I got, uh, three trailers. I, I heard you listen to one of them. So if you want to introduce that one. Sure. I'll but, chime in. You, you uh, go ahead and introduce them and I'll chime in about them. Okay. Uh, let me pull up what I watched this past week. Um, the, uh, strange underground project, I guess, that's been going on is the new Crocodile Dundee movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't either. I can't tell. Yeah. But it sounds like an interesting concept where i guess danny mcbride plays the son of crocodile dundee yeah who's been living in america all the time who goes back to australia yeah and meets up with chris hemsworth who's the son of wally oh really yeah i read that <laughs> like <laughs> oh you're thinking of the other way around but it's not all right yeah great. but no that's that's why i think it's hilarious okay because yeah because chris hemsworth is supposed to play the son of wally great <laughs> i really like that <laughs> There's also another trailer of this as well, and it's just pretty much Danny McBride standing on, like, a cliffside. Yeah. And then it just says, like, Dundee or whatever. Like, I... It looks not real, right? Yeah. It looks like something... Because, like, I listened to an Australian podcast called The Weekly Planet. Yeah. And they were talking about this, and what they think it is, is like viral commercials for people to go visit Australia. So they're like travel like commercials. Oh. That's what they think it's going to end up being. Yeah. And like at the Super Bowl, they're going to have like the big reveal commercial where it's just like visit Australia or whatever it is. And I'm like that's not a dumb idea. Yeah. But they even like put up like summer of this year. I know, but, like, when would they have filmed this, though? I don't know. So, like, I, they also brought that up. It's like, I, when did Chris Hemsworth have the time to film yeah. Crocodile Dundee 4 or whatever? <laughs> and when did Danny McBride do this? Because he's also, like, producing other things at the same time. Like, when they have a time yeah, to like film, he was like, like, he was, like, helping write uh, Halloween. Yeah, when they stuff. have time to, like, make a incognito Crocodile Dundee sequel? Yeah, I don't know. So, like... 
I still kind of want to see it. Yeah, me too. Obviously, <laughs> I do. With, I love Crocodile yeah, Dundee. Especially like, when they have, they have Chris Hemsworth playing <laughs> Wally's son. <laughs> oh, Wally. Yeah. So, like, check out the one and two trailer from YouTube or whatever and tell us what you think on, like, Twitter or whatever. But, like, yeah. I have no idea. Like, like the trailers are coming out now are kind of light and vague because yeah. the Super Bowl is soon it's like in a week yeah. is it is it next week uh or two, two weeks. weeks yep two weeks so like I- i'm assuming all the big things are gonna drop then yeah but uh yeah i don't know like it's really hard to say what's going on with this dundee campaign it's yeah, weird yeah, yeah it is really weird well we'll see but i'm into it <laughs> i well, really like it well something we know is coming out okay is uh tomb raider yes put out a trailer this the past second week. trailer yeah yep and uh, I'm not going to lie, it, it looks a little exciting. It does. Like, the only reason I'm, I'm apprehensive is because it's a video game franchise. Yeah. And, like, I... But it looks like she gets her fucking ass kicked in this. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And, like, if anything, like, if they try to make it an Indiana Jones-type-esque movie, I think it could be a win. But if they, like, I don't know. I can see it being just a generic kind of action movie and it just being, like, yeah. blah. You it makes me I mean? a little apprehensive when they do this whole thing where it's, like, uh, like this group it has the fate yes. of the globe in its yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, ah, for fuck's sake. Just go on an adventure. Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I hope that's the case because that that was my other trailer as well. And, like, I, I dig it. And, like, I'm excited to see it, but, yeah. like, I've been tricked every time before every, from video Every game, time. From video game movies. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I hope it's great. Yeah. But, like, I'm so apprehensive. I mean, like, her and Michael Fassbender are dating, so it might be another Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Where they're like, I'll do this one, you do that one, and we'll both be shit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll both be shit, we'll make a million dollars, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Michael Fassbender talks to his girlfriend. Yeah, he calls her bruh. We're gonna make so much money, bruh. <laughs> so I don't know. Prove me wrong, Vikander. So yeah, do know. it. My last trailer, Troy. Okay. They put out an official Red Band trailer for Oh, a Red Band Super Troopers Two. Oh shit! I saw this too. And, uh, I didn't write it down, but I saw this. I won't lie if I laughed at a, quite a few things in it. This movie to me looks like shit. I want to see. I, I laughed. I liked. Uh, There's some things that I liked. I in snickered it. at it too, but I'm like, I don't think it's gonna live up to its long-awaited hype. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But there was a few things in there that made me chuckle. That I'm like, I'll, I'll see what you do with this. Okay. I, I'm. I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it because I'm right on board with you. The whole Canadian Mountie thing that they did. Yeah. I was like, I'm interested in seeing it, but I don't think it's going to be any good. Like, yeah. Super Troopers isn't the best movie in the world either. Yeah. But it came out at just the right time where it grabbed a hold of everybody like that needed a comedy. Yeah. Oh, it could be a total cash grab. I'm not going to put that past it at all. Yeah. But there was a few things in there where I, I chuckled yeah. and I had fun with it. Right. And I like the guy, the Broken Lizard guys. I yeah. like them, and I hope they can, like, keep making movies or whatever. But, like, 
I don't know, man. Like, to, I think to make a sequel of one of your things is, like, a, a mistake. All right. Like, comedy sequels are never usually good. That's a really good point. <laughs> so. Very good point. Yeah. I'm just super apprehensive. But. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll check it out. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, with that being said, we've got the first semi-final match in the tournament of random movies how did i didn't finally see went the, down i didn't see the end yeah it, it was tied up all yesterday yes i'd like retweet it like three or four times before we finally got a deciding vote okay and we did after nine votes coming down to the wire friday the 13th part six jason lives oh got the my win goodness taking out black dynamite just barely i don't even remember what i voted for this time yeah I want to say I think I did vote for Jason Lives because I ne- I don't remember it as much as Black Dynamite. Yeah, I I voted for Jason Lives, so who knows? Maybe we were the ones. It, it we it could have been an outstanding Black yeah. Dynamite. When I when I voted, it put it into a tie. Oh god! So I was like, oh shit! And then it was in a tie forever, like yeah. almost all week. It was. Oh yeah, I know. I had to. I had to like put out a. I put out at least three retweets yesterday. I retweeted to try it and, too. To try and get people to vote for it, and it would not bite up until like, I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. Someone finally voted, right. and it put Jason Lives over the top. So it was right. probably our closest match yet. Right. But Jason Lives takes out Black Dynamite. All it right. is in the finals. All right. For our tournament of random movies. All right. And we'll take on the winner of this week's match. Of Grumpier Old Men versus UHF. I'm excited to see what the uh, end point of this one is here. Yeah. Troy, what's what's your pick for this one? I know you. Oh. I know you said you're very partial to Grumpier Old Men. I am, and I've never seen UHF. Yeah, so that's I'm, the only reason I'm curious for it. And I know that too. it involves a lot of like just Weird Al doing like his crazy shtick. And I yeah. kind of want to see how that comes across in, like, film form. Uh-huh. Like, it, it could be absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah. Or, like, just entertaining enough where it would be a fun review. Right. And I can see it being, like, either really bad or good. Because I'm... Like, I, I've heard cult things of UHF being good. Yeah. So there's a select few people that really like it. <laughs> but the masses? That's a different I don't story. Know. We'll see how it pits up to... I'm surprised it made it this far. I'm surprised both these movies made it this far. I'm surprised Grumpy Old Men made it as far yeah, as it Yeah, I can beat it. <laughs> yeah, like a movie it that came out this year that's fresh in everyone's mind, yeah. and people are like, nope, Grumpy Old Men. Listen, Grumpy Old Men is great. It it's made got, me shed a tear. I, I've i heard this. So, we'll see. We'll see how it stacks up. I I don't want to like tip my hat either way, because... I'm super interested in seeing UHF, and I really like Grumpier Old Men. Yeah. So, I don't want to tip my hat either way. All right. So, there you have it. Grumpier Old Men versus UHF next week. I'm excited to see the results. That's right. Next week, we will announce, officially announce, the finals for our tournament random movies. And then, once we get a winner, we'll start the next tournament and then find a pr- appropriate time to review the film that finally wins... 
<laughs> We've been going down a long road, Troy. That's right. Long and exciting road. Long and exciting road. So full of great films like Richie Rich. <laughs> right. And The Green Hornet. The exotic <laughs> films that just didn't make it. And back... I'm, I'm still bummed that Back to School didn't make it further. Yeah, me too. I wanted to see I like Back to... Movie. I wanted to see Back to School. Oh, maybe we'll add it to something somewhere down the line. All right. That's the best thing about this tournament. It could literally be nothing, and we'll just be like, well, we'll review it sometime. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but this is about bragging rights, though. That's true. The winner of the people. The winner of the people. <laughs> but mm. that's that's for next week, Troy. We're talking about this week. We're talking about the main event of this week. That's right. After you crack another... Good old hazy little thing. That's right. IPA. For our main review of the night, which is a twofer. A Stephen King twofer. Stephen King on Netflix twofer. That's right. Which, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Um, I'm thinking there's a little less to talk about 1922, so let's start with that one. Okay. Uh, 1922 debuted in September of 2017, the 23rd. Of September in Fantastic Fest. Oh, that's right. Um, from there, it debuted a month later in on Netflix on October twentieth, twenty seventeen. Time for Halloween. <laughs> uh, because Netflix is so stingy with its uh, facts, I only have what reviewers say. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has had an eighty-eight percent. Okay. Uh, IMDb has had a 6.3 out of 10. Ooh, that's a little bit of more discrepancy. Yeah. Usually they're pretty close. Film Fanatic uh, has had a 7.5 out of 10. All right. There you go. It's kind of in the middle of both. That's right. That's right. Uh, JT, what uh, what happened in 1922? <laughs> well, we follow a uh, lowly farmer by the name of Wilfred mm-hmm. who has... Uh, has a wife who's acquired a great sum of land from her yep. now deceased father. Yep. And they have a son together. Yeah. And uh, he's living the life, just working the land. Right. On his 100-acre farm. Yep. But uh, his wife's a little restless. Yep. And uh, wants to move into the big city of Omaha. <laughs> right. To start a dress store. Yep. And uh, old Wilfred's not really into that whole idea. But uh, rise. but uh, he's kind of uh, kind of has his hands tied because the land officially belongs to her, right? And uh, after she takes a few uh, drastic measures to try and get her get him to back off altogether, he himself takes some drastic measures. Yep, which leads to a whirlwind of crazy events. Yes, very true. There you have it. Nineteen twenty-two. Yes. Uh, have you ever, have you ever read either of 1922 or Gerald's Game? No, I have not read them. Neither have I. Okay, great. We're on the same page. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is purely on a film basis. Right. Review. Uh, Tom Jane playing the main character in this. Little known fact, this is his third role in a film inspired by Stephen King, by a Stephen King novel. 
He did the mist, this, and what else? Uh, Dreamcatcher. Oh, Dreamcatcher. Okay. Which, okay. if you have you ever seen Dreamcatcher? I've never seen Dreamcatcher. Oh, you need to see Dreamcatcher. Dave <laughs> rants about Dreamcatcher. The most insane thing. Yeah. I know he talks into a gun at one point as like a yeah. phone, but that's all I know. Yeah. And uh, there's a uh, mildly autistic uh, person in it that calls a character called Mr. Gray, Mr. Gay. Okay. <laughs> it's all over the fucking place. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. That's for another time. Yeah. There's an alien that comes out of people's asses. All right. Another time. <laughs> We may need to do Dreamcatcher. <laughs> right. It is All right. so fucked. All right. Maybe we'll do a Tom Jane month. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Jane, I think he's great in this. I liked him a lot. I love Tom Jane in yeah. anything, to His, be honest. Yeah. Even, like, I think he really transforms himself. He really does. Yeah. Like, more than anybody else in this movie. Because anybody yeah. else, I... Like, like, there's that guy that plays his neighbor that's in everything. Yeah. That I can never remember his name. Yeah. But he's always the same. Like, he was in Wonder Woman. Yeah. He's just the he's same just, guy he's every just time. In, yeah, he's in everything. So, but, like, Tom Jane really made a choice in this. Yeah. And, like, played, I don't know what accent he was doing, but it I doesn't know. matter. I had to, like, check the cast list to make sure it was Tom Jane. like, it looks like Tom Jane. Yeah. I had to make sure just to, just to yeah. make sure. He does, he, like, does that thing where he... Talks without, like, unclenching his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like, his teeth are always shut, but he's yeah. talking out the side of his mouth. Yeah. Like, I've met people who talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, to this day, they talk like that. Yeah. I think your uncle talks like that. Which uncle? Uh, Steel. Oh, yeah. Every once <laughs> in a while. Of. Yeah. Anyway. Like, he kind of, the more talks to himself, like, he kind of, like, buries his chin into his neck. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he's kind of, but at the same same time, he's kind of hard to understand at times. Yeah. I almost thought at the beginning I need to put subtitles on. Yeah. But I'm like, I can kind of get the gist of what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Because it's not, the whole story isn't really... All that complicated? No, it's very cut and dry. It's a lot more visuals than it is, like, story. Yeah, I would agree. Because it's, uh... If I were to compare this movie to Gerald's game, like, this one is way more straightforward. Yeah. And, like, it's not... I don't know. It's not as, like, a big... I don't know, premise as, like, any of the other Stephen King, like, adaptions yeah. that I've seen. In fact, I would say this is yeah. more like... I don't even... So I think this is based on... Like, it's not even based on a book. It's based on, like, a novella. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Like, it's a, a short story Yeah, idea. like a 20 or 30 page, like, small short story. I can see that being that. Yeah. Where they kind of pad it out with this. Yeah. And... I mean, I, I don't want to say that it's to its detriment, but, like, near the end of this, I was waiting for, like, a big kind of reveal. Yeah. And it, it just was, like, it doesn't really get to that point. It just tells, like, a chunk of this guy's story. Yeah. And it, like, shows kind of the trauma of, like, certain decisions that he started or he decided to do in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, because the whole movie, like, it's him telling the story of the entire year of 1922. Mm-hmm. 
and it's him like writing a letter like in 1930 right about what happened in the year 1922 right um i i did i i don't know it was hard to like i don't know if the story did this cuz obviously i didn't read it but like the the choice to have that done knowing that it was in the future like there's some parts of like strife in his life during his story that he's telling that I'm like, I know he's going to get out of this because I know he's in the future. Yeah. Like writing that. And like, that's, that, that was kind of like a bummer to me watching this. I, I don't, I liked it. Well, there's one thing that happens to him that they hide really well. Oh I yeah. I was, I was like, I didn't even know that happened to you. And then I was like thinking back where I was like, yeah, well, I guess they never really show that part of you right. while you're writing the letter. Yeah. But, no, I kind of liked it, though, because, like, you do, by the way he words things, you do realize that there were things that happened to him, but you don't know the exact, uh, like, the exact, like, events that took place. Like, Because, sure. like, he's pretty much admitting, admitting to something that's going to not only put him in, in peril, but put his son in peril. But, like, it's he's acting like he doesn't care if his son's in peril, so then you're like, oh, shit, so either... Something there was like a falling out with his son, or something happened to his son. Yeah. So then you're kind of curious about like, so what happened in that aspect? Like, yeah. there's like, they hint at things by be, by it being the fact that it's him writing the letter, and you know he comes out of it not being dead, but there's like things that they, that he hints at where you're like, well, how did this come about? Yeah. Yeah, I can see your point. I just uh, there are just some parts during like the when he was telling the story like. Uh, like a policeman shows up at his house and like if really things have gone awry then like he wouldn't be there telling the story he'd be do he'd be like in jail or whatever so I'm like well I don't feel like any real like problems are gonna come to yeah. him here but it's like every time... that's early on in the story yeah. too. but even when that sheriff shows up it always looks like he gives him the benefit of the doubt even yeah. like he's not even he never even really tries to be like he doesn't even like doesn't even cross his mind that he could commit something so terrible he's just like well this is a pretty bad situation well, better get back downtown <laughs> well i'll be on my way <laughs> yeah yeah but it is 1922 he's a yeah. white man who owns land so yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah like there's even like situations so, where they like they do they do like awful shit to like cover their tracks and then the sheriff's just like all right i'll take your word for it and then they're yeah. like we didn't have to fucking do that <laughs> right. and it's like well we were safe and sorry yeah <laughs> um being that this this kind of story is straightforward it's hard to like kind of talk about it like there's no real twists in it really it just, like, plays out the events of his life after, yeah. like, a big event happens to him that he decides yeah. to do. So, do you want to just, like, start to go into spoilers? Yeah, let's go into spoilers. But, right uh, what would you think about, what you think about it altogether in a non-spoiler form? Um, I don't know. Between, like, this one and Gerald's game, I, I didn't like it. It's my least favorite one. I'll say that for me, yeah. Um, I do like Tom Jane's performance in it. Yeah. And it is like, it's a good movie. It's put together really well. Mm -hmm. It's just not like, not all that interesting yeah. to me. I feel like they draw it out a lot more than they, yeah. like, I feel like this would be. I think be... this is longer than Gerald's game. Really? Yeah. I think Gerald's game is only like an hour and a half. Yeah. 
Like I would see this being better as like a Twilight Zone or like a yeah, yeah where it's yeah. like an hour long and like you kind of get the gist of what's happened. You can get the gist of what of the entire story within like an hour or even less than an hour. Yeah, but even like, I mean, as like if it was like a Twilight Zone episode, I would still be kind of disappointed because there's no real twist in it either. Yeah, it's just like a constant like nagging haunting. Yeah, of like him throughout the whole thing yeah there's no like real like reveal yeah so it's like i don't know that's that's like the, one of the things i can feel like is a yeah the downfall of the story i still thought it was really interesting though i i, I did feel, I, I did like the like the ride it took me on yeah yep but there you go uh, but for spoilers yeah um i mean the big thing is like because his wife owned the land that he wanted to keep and farm to yeah. prosper on she wanted to sell it and go move to the city. Yeah. And, like, have that as a down payment to make, like, a dress shop and him work as a mechanic or whatever he decided yep. to do or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he's not having any of that shit. So he feels like the only, like, decision that he can make was, like, well, I gotta murder my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and I gotta have my boy as an accomplice. Yeah. So, like, but that's what happens. They even... They even kind of hint at it throughout the film, though, that it's like you get that feeling that he never really liked her. No, even. he didn't. Because, yeah, because even like even when they're like showing them like in the happy times, like he's more worried about like his work out in the field than like they right. even care about what she's thinking about. Yeah. And so like when it comes to where she's deciding that she wants to sell the land, like it's more him looking at her like she's a detriment to what he really wants to do right as opposed to well i love my wife i want to support her yeah because they even they even hint at like they came together because they just had like their son out of wedlock yeah and they that was very vague because i i must have missed it because like i was also chasing a baby around it oh yeah yeah but uh (laughs) i almost wish that that was more of like a backstory to this yeah to make me feel like the murder made any difference whatsoever i don't know i like the little like the vagueness of it because uh they have that that small conversation when like she gets drunk and she's being like very forthright about like some very detailed type shit like she's like talking about like make sure you don't fucking come at her if you're gonna try and fuck her and shit where you're like Jesus Christ, like, she's, like, they right. make her seem like she's a lot more liberal than those two, and that, that, you can, like, watch Tom Jane where, like, it totally rubs in the wrong way how she talks. Yeah. Like, they, they don't, like, go full out tell you what their relationship's like, but you can see, like, in his face when she's talking where he's like, you have to fucking talk about this shit. Like, yeah. this is kind of things, like, this is the kind of thing to just kind of keep to yourself. You don't share. Yeah. But I could have used, like, more of a backstory between them just so it drove home more of, like, his his decision to murder her. Yeah. Like, I would have liked to see, like, them happy together. Like, even if it was just, like, a... Like, a montage or whatever. Like, them happy and, like, them getting married, like, having a baby or, or like, having a baby then getting married or whatever it was. That's the thing. I don't think they were ever happy. Well, I mean, like, they had to be happy at one point to be together. You don't have to be happy to get married out of wedlock. No, but, like, if you're telling a story, (laughs) right, and they have to have, like, a big dramatic thing, like, 
right away you can tell like he's not happy with her. Yeah. But to like have like the decision for him to want to murder her, I would like to see his like a change of heart at some swing of time, you know? Yeah. So like this is a big decision for him cuz like right away it's just like I don't like you. I'll murder you. I'm like I don't really care then. Like <laughs> You don't like I, her? I feel like that was... Might as well be a stranger. Yeah, but I think that was always kind of a thing, like, in the back of his head, where, like, I think the only thing he liked about her was that she fell into this land, and that's what kind of made their relationship flourish, was that she was, like, that tributary to him living out his dream of owning a 100-acre farm and having a son, because every time he talks, like, those are the two things that a man... That, I mean, whenever sure. he talks, like, that's the two things that a man should have his most pride in is, is his land and his son. Right. And the fact that she gave she gave him those two things is what allow like, is what makes him, like, a pre- just appreciate her in that sense. Sure. So to go from that to, a, like, in one foul swoop, taking all that away from him, because she's, like, not only saying that she wants to sell the land, but she's like, I'm not happy with you, I want a divorce, I want to take our son... That's taking everything that he found value in her for away from him. So now he went from having that value in her to having no value in her at all. And the only way to maintain that is to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I still think that could have been flushed out a little bit more. But I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I just, I like how they laid it out because you do kind of think, go through the whole movie being like, this is a very rash decision rash decision and then as it plays out and then when he talks a little more at the end he brings up like this line that his son brings up where it's like are you sure there's no other way and he was like well like when he thinks back to that line he's like i didn't really think about that i just like he was like he calls himself a resentful man sure because he just kind of resented her for taking away the only things that he loved yeah and so he was so full of anger he didn't really give himself a chance to even think of a way to even make this situation work for himself sure so like i why you were saying that like i i went on a train of thought and i'm like so this movie kind of starts at the end because like a more interesting movie to me would have been the build-up to him to get with this woman, regardless if he, like, he was, like, it was an accident or not to have this kid or whatever. Yeah. And then he inherits this land, or yeah. he thinks he's going to inherit this land. Yeah. Then he can't have it, so then he goes on the mindset to murder her, and then the last chunk of it is, like, it, it tormenting him or whatever. That's the third act. Yeah. And the second and third acts is the torment for him. Yeah. Which I think is a mistake because okay. I, to, this movie to me is all of the, uh, the end of what the movie is. Yeah. I would have liked a lot more time where, cause I mainly because I just, I just love Molly Parker as an actress too. The chick that plays the wife. Oh, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen her in anything else. She's been in quite a few things. Like she was in uh Deadwood. Oh, I didn't. And see she's any been in some other things too, but no, I, I just like her as an actress, and I thought she was pretty good in this too. Yeah, I thought she was like, good. in she it. She played like, she played like this uh, character where it's like because you see it through his eyes, like you you also kind of get a resentful of her because she's so like forthright and in his face about it. Yeah. But then as like it goes on, it's like, I mean, she's kind of talking sense because it is her land, and she doesn't yeah. want to fucking stay on a fucking farm, right? 
and like <laughs> I, I also had that argument too like it's it's her she's in the right here yeah like, it's inherited to her so like she can do whatever she wants with yeah. it. yeah but so but at the same time like that would i think it would have made more of an impact if like it was set up earlier like this guy like tom jane just say like starts dating this girl because the guy who's her father like owns this land or whatever and he's like oh i would like to be like a farmer or whatever i'd like to get with this girl or whatever and then all this things happens like they think she's gonna inherit this land and then he can't and then that's like the big decision yeah where like in the second act he would like well i gotta kill her and then the whole third act is that just tormenting him and then he goes fucking nuts or whatever yeah See, I, I thought I saw it more as like instead of him getting with her because her father owned land, I think the resentment started when he got her pregnant. Mm. And then, like, that's where the resentment started. But then the fact that him being with her gave him a son, and then with her father dying, gave him this land, that's what kind of gave him a little, not like like a love but more of like a, a respect for her where like she gave him the life that he never thought he was capable of having but then when she was willing to take that away from him without even thinking about it that that's what brought that re- that first resentment back in like full force where all he saw was red and wanted to kill her yeah um moving on from that i just like i the whole like second act of this where it's essentially like the son's story. Yeah. I I guess I don't care about like that. <laughs> like I, I, I'm more interested in like the Tom Jane, like after I decided to kill my wife, like this is the degradation of my life. Yeah. Like I don't mind if they, ha- that was like a side story where it was like briefly told like, yeah, my son went off the deep end and he also did this. But, like, I spent, like, I felt like they spent, like, a lot of time on it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't feel like it needed that, like, amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. I felt this movie went on a little too long as it is. Yeah. And to give, like, that amount of time for, like, a whole side story yeah. to deal with the son and the daughter that he, the the neighbor's daughter. Yeah. That got pregnant. And they went on to be, like, essentially Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. For, like... 10 or 15 minutes. Well, I also thought it was interesting where, like, his son was pretty much in the situation he was in, and instead of helping him, like, her, like, uh, the wife's mother, or the wife's father probably helped them, he's just kind of like, well, I can't afford it. I'm trying to run this farm. Yeah. So, like, it even kind of makes you question, like, how much did he really love his son? Like, it almost, this whole, like, the whole thing kind of breaks down, like, did he really want this land did he really want his son or really was he just looking for a reason to kill his wife because he just resented her all along yeah because i i would have the thing about this i don't think i think you brought it up when we were talking about stephen king about how much you hate him so much is that he always has to find some like (laughs) weird supernatural thing to throw into it i mean i don't hate stephen king but like i feel like a lot of his stuff is really similar like yeah that's yeah but like the thing about this i think i would have liked it a lot more if it wasn't so supernatural yeah. Like if it was just kind of like a a train of events that took place where it made it impossible for him to run the land and to take care of the son that he always wanted because he did this terrible thing. Yeah. I would like that a lot more too. Because yeah, cuz they do they do introduce like the his wife's ghost and like they could have made it like a fever dream type thing cuz the first time he sees her is when like he's 
got like a massive infection in his hand. Yeah. And I thought they were gonna go that route with it, where I was like, oh, thank God. But then they kind of go more the ghost route with her with it, where like she tells him everything that happened to his son before he even knew what happened. Right. So like so then it's like oh so the ghost is haunting him okay whatever yeah, yeah. but I would have liked it a lot more because like there's even a line that his wife drops when like he says like this isn't fair and she's like well life isn't fair yeah and this is life like I own this land I want to sell it and I want to move to the city that's life yeah so when he kills her then life takes over and fucks him over to show him that this isn't her fault this was this is your fault like yeah. you. You killed her expecting this to take place, but this isn't what's taking place. What's taking place is you're incapable of running this land and your son ran away. Yeah. And I like that story a lot more than it's like, it's the ghost cursing him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, um, I, granted, like, this movie is, like, more straightforward than a lot of other Stephen King things I've, I've yeah. seen before. And, and like, even like Gerald's game we'll, we'll review next. But, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I, uh, I, I don't want to say this one is just like a half fleshed out idea. Yeah. For like, I, I don't think this like needed to be an hour and 45 minutes long as one. No. Kind of yeah. I would, I would say and that, that was too. like kind of like the driving force. I'm like, man, they just like, I don't know if all this was in the short story or not. It's just yeah. like just seemed I don't know. Like it just wasn't like a fully fleshed out idea. Yeah. And it, like it needed to live as a short story and yeah. not like almost like yeah. a 2 hour. Like if you're going to put it like Netflix has the capabilities of like just putting out like an hour long thing yeah. that they found interesting. Yeah. Like I think this would be this would suit itself a lot better as like an hour thing. Yeah. Cuz there are parts of this I thought like of like why is this here? Yeah. Like some of the visuals in it are pretty, are pretty good too. Like yeah, when he like we even brought up the rats or anything. Oh yet. god, yeah. Well, that's like the whole theme of this. Yeah, is like it's like the telltale heart of rats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like as soon as they kill the the wife, they like throw her in the well or whatever. Yeah, and then like I, the rats like smell the stink of a dead body and start like yep. eating up the corpse down the well yeah. or whatever. And the first like haunting image you see is her corpse and a rat like in it in her mouth. Oh like, god! When it out. crawls out of her mouth, like it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> it is so grotesque. Yeah. Um, and then since uh, from there, it just gets more and more rat infested through the yeah. whole movie. Any haunting image he either yeah. like conceives or sees yeah is like more and more rats yeah like a rat bites him in the hand that crawled from the pipe that led to the well yeah which causes him to get his hand cut off yeah. because it's infected too much yeah see i want to like that a lot more than like it actually being like a you're being haunted by your wife's ghost yeah where like his actions are are legitimately leading to him being incapable of doing the thing that he loved the most right yeah I would like that more too. Like, if I, I guess like if the rats weren't just like a background feature, if like his guilt consumes him, and the guilt is the rats. Like, yeah. Like the rats eventually consume him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's they're they're kind of making that point where they're always mm-hmm. kind of following him. Yeah. But they always they also like try to like show that like the ghosts of his failed family are also following him too yeah which like i would have liked more if like they were left alone 
and the rats consumed his wife, the rats consumed his son, and now the rats are kind of trying to consume him. Oh, yeah. And, like, they don't really drive that home as much as I wanted. Yeah. Well, the rats even, like, disfigure his son's face. Yeah, they, like, eat away at his face, and that's when he sees him, it's like his lips are eating away. Yeah, like, he's not not even even given the opportunity of actually seeing his son for the last time because his face has been eaten away by rats. Yeah, and... Granted, he does lose his hand to a rat, like yeah. an infection or whatever. Yeah. But I would have liked more that that like that's like the haunting, all encompassing aspect of this yeah. movie. That I, I felt like that would have made it a, a little bit more cohesive. That's like a real life threat of like his yeah. guilt, guilt personified by rats. Yeah, I would. I I think that's a I think that's a better story. Yeah. Why don't you come on Netflix? What are you doing? Hire us. Hire us. Hire us. Look at us fucking spitball Pieces here. Pieces of shit. You fuckers. One last thing. I laugh so hard at a point where, like, so he starts, when he's living in the house and, like, his house is falling apart because he can't fix it because his hand is gone. Yeah. And that cow walks around. I thought for sure that was the ghost of the cow they killed. (laughs) And I was like, where is this going now? And then they're like, oh, no. And then, But then they talk to the neighbor and the neighbor's like, oh, I hear you live with the cow. And I was like, oh, so the cow's real. Right. But I was like... First thing, I thought that that was the ghost of the cow that they, like, fucking threw down the well to yeah. make up for the fact that they were going to fill it in. Yeah. I was like, why is there a ghost cow living with you? <laughs> I never thought that for a second, but I'm glad you did, and it makes me happy. <laughs> that was the first thing that came like, now the ghost of the cow is haunting you? <laughs> like, you can't, you can't escape these ghosts. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's 1922. What would you yeah. uh, What would you grade 1922? Um, I would give it like a lower end of a B, like right, like right above a B minus. I really enjoyed it still, and the visuals are really good. And like, even though, like, we're gonna talk about a super grotesque scene in Gerald's game, uh-huh. I feel like this one kind of matches it with like the grotesque scenes throughout. Sure. Because I, I don't think it ever matches. It doesn't it. match that particular <laughs> scene. Yeah, but it it does have like some really crazy visuals. Like when they f- show that wife for the first time, like even I'm like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like they do not shy away from like actually seeing like these like mauled up bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I I think I would give it a C plus. Um, I don't think it needed to be as long as it was, and. Like, I I guess gauging by what they do in Gerald's game, which I'll bring up later. Yeah. And the fact that, like, some other reviews I read about other Stephen King works of what he does in the third act of some of his stuff. Like, I felt like this was a complete, like, third act of a Stephen King story. I've I've heard, like, a lot of, like, Stephen King's books. Like, they just, like... Go ape shit like in the last three pages. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I feel like that was kind of like what 1922 was. So like, I'll give it a C plus, but I really I would give like an A to Tom Jane's performance. I do. I love Tom Jane in this, dude. I love Tom Jane. Yeah. Like, put him in everything. I need. <laughs> there was him in a few times where, like because he's like he's like super lanky and like he's got like kind of like that balding look. He kind of looks like a younger version of your dad in a few scenes <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> He's super tan, just yeah. like a farmer would be. Super tan, like, like he's got like, that that hairline. <laughs> yep. like is not scared of stomping animals to death. Mm. <laughs> when that happened, when that Tom Jane stomps a rat, I was like, I've seen my dad do that. 
<laughs> so, I mean, not to the effect that Tom Jane stomps on it and, like, skids in it and slips on it. But Jeez, like, yeah, he... That is, like, pornographic how much they show him stomping that yeah. fucking but rat I've, to death. Yeah, I've seen my dad step on a rat and kill it in a stomp. So, Jesus. there you have it. I mean, you gotta do stuff when you have a barn or whatever. We there live in a know. small town. My dad was a farmer. Yeah. For Christ's sake. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that moves on to Gerald's Game, Gerald's JT. Game. Gerald's Game debuted at Fantastic Fest. Also. Just like 1922 on September 24th, 2017. A mere five days later. Ooh. It debuted on Netflix on the 29th. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 91%. Ooh. IMDb. Has it at a 6.7 out of 10. Is that lower than 1922? Uh, 1922 was 6.3 out of 10. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and movies are minutes. What? Just a random site I found. It's just a random fact. Has movies it, are comprised of minutes. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, has it at a 2 out of 5. Oh, lower. Varied scores in this. Jeez. Yeah. It's all over the place. That's right. Uh, JT, what is Gerald's game? Oh, uh, well, we follow uh, a woman played by Carla Gugino. Uh-huh. I can't remember what her name is in it. I'm, yeah, Silk Spectre. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but she is uh, taking a trip to a cabin with her now husband. I believe it's her husband. Yes, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, is the actor who's pl- who plays the titular Gerald. Yes, they're going to a cabin to uh, spend the weekend, and uh, in their kinky escapades, he breaks out a pair of handcuffs to uh, handcuff her to the bed to do some crazy sex stuff. Yeah, and uh, yes. in the process, he has a heart attack and dies. Yes, and so she is stuck handcuffed to a bed. In a cabin in the middle of nowhere where their neighbors are literally miles away from them, not even knowing that they're staying there. Yep. And she must fight not only within herself, but uh, outside forces to uh, stay alive. Very true. Very good. Uh, Gerald's Game was one of GHD's top ten movies of the year. I thought it was an honorable mention. It would may have been an honorable mention. <laughs> I don't remember. Either he mentioned it. Yeah. It was an honorable, I think it was an honorable mention. Um, and I could... I could see that. I could see yeah. it. Um, it was... Uh, I feel like very... I mean, compared to 1922, it was well done. Yeah. It told, like, a pretty tight story. And, by the way, they told it. Because, like, from the trailers, I I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I knew, like, Bruce Green- Greenwood dies. And his wife is now chained to a bed where she can't escape. And there's, like, a rabid dog. Yeah. And it's, like... Oh shit! What's gonna happen? Like I can't tell. Yeah. But the way, I mean, if you just have those facts, it's like, like, well, how really long of a story can you tell? Mm-hmm. And the way they do tell it through, um, hallucinations. Yeah. They kind of do like a devil, like you do like a devil angel on your shoulder type thing. 
yeah. with it that I think is really it's like a really cool way of like kind of like showing like her inner monologue with herself. Right. And I, I, I really dug the way they did that. Like I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. And when they started doing it, I'm like, oh, that's a really smart way to do yeah. this. And like to really fill out yeah. this kind of story. Like, I've seen Bruce Greenwood in a whole bunch of shit. This is my favorite performance of his like ever that and I've I, seen. I really liked his performance, and I tell you what, Bruce Greenwood looked fucking superb. In Jesus this. Christ, he's got a body that just. Don't I know quit. you can tell he's an older man, but good lord, it, he does he look good for his age? God damn, does he? <laughs> I would be lucky. Yeah, to look like that now. I would kill my <laughs> wife for a hundred acres of land and his body. At that age. My God. That was one of the first things I said when I saw Bruce Green with this. Because he is only in his underwear in this movie. Yeah. The whole time. Almost the whole time. And the first time I saw him in his underwear, I'm like, Chelsea, that is a goddamn good looking man. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, when the violence kind of started, Chelsea was opting out of this movie and went to bed. I can expect that. There you have it. Um, hey, see Danger. Well, well, well. Well, well. See, Danger, you you walking in here? Want to talk about Gerald's game? I heard uh, something about violence. Yeah, and then you opted I out of... walk right in. You opted out of watching Gerald's game? I did. It was awful. D- Whoa. Hey, come on. Review right off the bat. Awful. Turn it on that mic. Awful. Great. All right. Good to hear it. Our review coming later. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going in there? Thumbs up. Great. Thumbs up. Middle fingers. Sorry. Double middle fingers. (laughs) Love it. Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ass. Oh, my God. She's swimming with those middle fingers. Expecting. Oh, no. Jesus. She's doing sex things. Whoa. Whoa. All right. (laughs) I played the fifth. Uh, very good. All right. Very good to do that. All right. All right. We See you it. later. <laughs> See danger out. See danger out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for stopping by. Uh. All right. All right. Say golden. Love you, danger. <laughs> uh. <laughs> she turns out the lights on. <laughs> We're now in the dark. Um. The. First two acts of this are tremendous. Yeah. Because what I was going on with 1922 is that I I feel like I shouldn't go into this until we get into spoiler stuff. Okay. But like I feel like the third act of this kind of goes off the rails. Yeah, it, it's definitely this is like when you when people talk about like the last three pages of a Stephen King novel go off the rails, this like shows it in full form where you're yeah. like, what? What yeah. is this? Yeah. Where are you going with this weird thing? <laughs> yeah. So more on that later. Yeah. Um, but like this, this movie also takes a lot of turns, which I didn't feel like. Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to take either because like just from the, the tension of it being, I'm trapped in a place where I can't escape in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like it definitely takes a lot of turns. Yep. Like it goes into the uh, wife's past yep. into like doing a more side story on that. Yeah. It goes into like her just 
hallucinating and seeing like what like the angel and devil thing like you said yeah. like before yeah and like it gets into more of like escaping and like of, of like a physical kind of a torture kind of aspect with yep. like oncoming threats of like a rabid dog which you see in the trailers or yeah yep so i i i really enjoyed actually this journey this whole story took me on because I, I guess I wasn't, from the simple premise that I got from the trailer, I, I guess I didn't know what to expect. And when mm-hmm. it was coming at me, I'm like, all of these are surprises, yeah. which I'm, I really, <laughs> I'm really enjoying right now. Yeah. But no, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I didn't, I, this is the, I think the director for this is the same guy that directed Hush. Oh, really? The movie about like the, uh, the, uh, deaf and, uh, mute girl that's like being stalked by like a killer and like i saw a lot of elements in this that i saw from hush where like he does a really good job of making you feel like there's a time constraint on the situation without really like going back to a clock and being like she has this much time she has this much time because they throw in like small elements here and there where it's like you do realize you can't do this forever yeah and they just they throw in like small elements like that where it's like there's a looming threat, but the threat's getting closer and closer and closer. Where you feel like you like you're like there's like a time clock ticking down without really seeing a time clock in general. And I think this director does a really good job of that. And uh, with like the dog and like everything that like she tells herself about how like there's only so much amount of time you can go without food and so much time you can go without water and all that. Like, yeah, I really really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to get into spoilers of it. Um, would you recommend people see this? Yeah, I would say don't totally watch this one. This is, yeah. this is definitely my favorite of the two. And I think this one takes enough, uh, smarter aspects of like taking like a very, what could be a very simple, straightforward story and expanding on that in yeah. a way where it's, it's enjoyable to watch yeah, as opposed to with like 1922 where it's a lot more visuals. This one kind of breaks it down where it makes it interesting because it's it's pretty much her reflecting on her life because she thinks it's going to end. Yeah. And being like is this how I want it this is how I want it to end? Like yeah. this is how I want my life to end is right. like because after doing all this stuff in the past and now leading up to this point and like seeing her like that like seeing that give her the confidence to try and really try to get out of the situation. I think it's like Especially for like nowadays and like the where like women feel like powerless being uh, held down by like powerful men. Yeah. Like I think this is like has a really good message at the end where it's like it shows like a woman trying to take back her life. Oh yeah, sure. From us from like situations where she felt powerless her entire life. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I definitely would suggest people watch this and like if you have a Netflix subscription. If you have a Netflix subscription already, it's free. Yeah. So like, I would definitely go check it out. If you're even if you're not even like really into horror stuff, yeah. There's not a t- it's it's more suspense than yeah. it is like horror. There is, I will say, just to keep an eye out for the people out there that were going to see this. There is like a borderline 127 hours esque scene. Yes. At the very end. Yes, and that is like the one. <laughs> like gross out moments. Oh man. Like I'm I pride myself in like being able to like kind of watch anything. 
I had to turn away at this one. I I was very squeamish oh, at this point. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Would you mind if we pause this for a second? Sure. I gotta piss so bad. Go ahead and piss. Oh my Go ahead and piss. Oh my god. I'm like shaking my seat. Alright, well, well, as Troy's pissing, I uh, will say that uh, I'm enjoying some new Belgium fat tires. Very, very good for the occasion. Uh, and we are, of course, doing the hazy little thing IPAs. I do enjoy the hazy IPA IPAs. Like I said, not a lot of bite to them. Uh, also, be sure to check out next week. Next week, uh, we'll be starting our Black Superhero Month, where we'll be uh, discussing... I uh, didn't talk it over with Troy yet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to do Blade... That's right. So, uh, pretty sure GHD and if Dinosaur Neil and GHD are listening, they're probably going to be chomping at the bit to try and review Blade with us because I hear they are super fans of it. But we're doing it. We're going to do Blade and then we're going to do Meteor Man and then round up the rest of the month with, of course, Black Panther. Black Superhero Month in February. Uh, we're also talking about doing some things in the future. A possible, a possible video game month. I have not talked about Troy. A video game uh, movie month sometime in the near future, Troy. Yes, video game movie month. Yes, we may be doing that in the near future, possibly March or April. We'll figure that out. But uh, Troy's back, so now let's get back into Very good. Gerald's game. I wanted to fully concentrate on Gerald's game without having. <laughs> The end game of me needing to go PP. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Yes. Okay, so, are we in spoilers? Spoil we're spoilers now. So, so, if you have not seen Gerald's game, go see it. Yes. De- I would definitely suggest seeing it. Yes. So, uh, the full thing you get from the trailer is, like, what we've already said. Like, the like a couple goes to our manic retreat, it's secluded or whatever. Yep. And then the husband has a heart attack, and now the woman's chained to the bed, and now all this terrible shit's happening to her. She's either going to die there, yep. starving, yep. no water, whatever, and there's a rabid dog on the loose or whatever. Yes. Um, I thought that was very well accomplished. Yeah. Because I felt the tension the whole way through. Even from the beginning, you can tell, like, they already don't like each other. Yeah. And they do, like... There's a, like, there's a tension there. Exactly. And they do, like, a very good job of setting things up for her to be chained to the bed and be like, well, now what? But the one thing I do have, like, just a minor little squabble with is that, like, they set it up to the effect that it's, like, very blatant. That it's like, oh, here's a rabid dog in the road. Oh, I'm placing the glass of water here. Oh, like, there's these things, like... Like, I get it. Like, you don't need to be like, and check this out. <laughs> like, well, no, I I don't know. I like that, though, because it, it does set up for things in the long run. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it does. I don't think it's as animated as you make it seem it is. but No, it's it's not. But, like, I, I felt like every time they did, like, a thing that you need to pay attention to, yeah. they did a cutaway shot of it. Yeah. But I do like the inclusion of the dog because, like, the dog is, like, a very literal allegory for mm-hmm. how she invites men into her life. Where, like, 
they're like the way because like the way they kind of like uh uh show gerald like gerald was always kind of like this ladies man and then she kind of goes into his life and then when he starts like being like very sexual and over the top she gets turned off and then it's kind of like well what did you expect like that's who i am like they kind of put that over and then with the dog like she kind of invites him into their life by putting a stake out for him yeah and then he comes in and then when he starts acting like how a hungry dog should act she gets turned off and then so it's like the dog's like, so what should I do? Should I starve? Like, you knew who I was. Yeah. You, like, invited me into your home. Sure. So I, I see, like, the dog is kind of like a literal allegory for, like, how she's uh, invited men into her life. Where, like, the minute she gets turned off, like, it's like she gets hurt. Sure. Like, I, but, I mean, I never... This, I never put that together, yeah. but I can see that. But this is like a but this is like a literal translation where the dog is literally hurting her. <laughs> yeah. But like when she, like I, like I think she takes like that approach where like she wants to help uh, things that can't be helped, and this okay. is like a dog that's a, a, a stranded dog in the middle of nowhere that's starving, and she gives him a steak. But in the process of giving him a steak, she leaves the door open and allows him to walk in and like basically fuck her up. Yeah. So, but she doesn't keep that in mind. She just al- allows it into his into her life, kind of like how Gerald is in, in, in Gerald is in her life. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, I never, I never put that together, but I can't say you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Ah, shit. Oh, um, I uh, I'll I'll get to the first two axing for like in a little bit. Okay. Um. I felt like the dog thing was really well done. Um, even like they they set it up pretty well. Like they see like a mangy old dog in the road, and uh, granted, if you agree with Joel's theory or not, like how it's like uh, like a thing with like how she picks her men, but it's uh, they set up this like mangy old dog like eating roadkill or whatever, and they pass it by, and that ends up showing up later, and uh, the the wife. Uh, puts out like Kobe beef, two hundred dollars yeah. a plate. What by the, the way, fuck. So I mean, why is this guy buying two hundred dollars steak? What kind listen, of? Listen, he wanted a good fucking weekend. Jesus I tell you, Christ. I tell you what, I would like to get my hands some Kobe beef if it's that fucking good. <laughs> oh shit, two hundred dollars worth. I mean, the marbling in that is yeah. exquisite. I feel like it'd be like the equivalent of like a five dollar shake on in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> where it's like it's good meat, but it's not worth. Fucking two hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be worth two hundred dollars either. Yeah. But if I mean, if it tastes that good, like I'm not a huge steak fan. Like I love a good steak. I like me a good steak. I love me a good steak, but two hundred dollars? You kidding nah. me? Nah, no, no, nah. nothing's worth two hundred dollars nah. for like a meal. Yeah, you kidding me? Unless it's, if it's a unless it's like a, a mildly life changing experience, I'm not buying it for less for. Yeah. More than $200. Not a chance. <laughs> Regardless, she feeds that to a, a stray mangy dog. Yeah. And so uh, when Bruce Greenwood is getting all horny. Oh, yeah. He wants to get her to the bedroom. Doesn't include to shut the front door, mm-hmm. which is another one of the blatant things like, oh, you didn't shut the door. And they like do a cutaway shot like, oh, yeah. it's an open door and they walk yeah. away from it. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm like, that's okay. Like, yeah. 
it's showing that like the dog can just walk in. Yeah. Right. But um, so when he does like chain her to the bed, like that's like one of the like weirder parts uh, of the movie, I think. Only for the, okay for this reason, like yeah. He wants to spice up their relationship because yeah. I guess their relationship has gone stale for, I guess, a while or whatever. Yeah. So, in order to do that, he, like, thinks it's a good idea to just do a rape fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, they kind of make it seem where, like, the way that they kind of, like, they're in a very rocky relationship and the way that they deal with it is sex. And the only sure. way to, and, like, as it's kind of like when you're taking drugs, like the, the like when you feel like the high is going off, then you go to harder and harder drugs. So like at this point, they're at the point where it's like, I can't stand being in the same room as you. Let's do this. I can get that, but only from one side of the relationship. Yeah. Like it's like the Bruce Greenwood. He's like, well, Let's do this rape fantasy. Yeah. But, like, um, I, I feel like I should get the name of the actress because I can never remember what it is. But, Carla um, Gugino? Yeah, what is it? Carla Gugino? Yeah. That's her... What well, the, the actress's name? Um, I can't remember what the character's name is. I'm looking it up right now. Gerald's Game. Here we go. Top build cast. Uh, Carla Gugino. Her... I don't... I don't regardless jesus <laughs> anyway um i feel like she wasn't into it yeah you know what i mean so like it was completely one-sided like she doesn't like this at all yeah so she gets handcuffed to the bed she's kind of like going with the flow at first yeah and then she's like listen i hate this this is not what i want yeah this is totally ruined the weekend and then like uh, Bruce Greenwood fucking croaks because yeah. like the Viagra that he took fucked his heart up. <laughs> <laughs> like he has a heart attack and he fucking dies on the floor. But they set her up as like she's been a woman in her her entire life where she never really stood up for herself. And like this is just another one of those situations. Only this is a situation where it she didn't stand up enough for herself to the point where she fucked herself into maybe dying. Yeah, that's true. Because even when when they do, like, the flashbacks and stuff, they show that she just kind of went with the flow on everything, even to a very fucked up situation with her goddamn dad. Yeah. And, like, that was, like... Okay, so, like... Granted, I felt like this... Um... Needed, like, more time than, like, maybe 1922 did. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that whole backstory... Of... Essentially, child molestation, yeah, adjacent yeah. stuff, yeah. Like, I guess it wasn't necessarily warranted for the story to, like, take full effect. Yeah, like, it, I, it didn't need that aspect of the story for me to like feel for her character. I don't know. I, I feel like. For what the story they were telling in this, I think it kind of sets the precedence for how she approaches relationships like in the in the future like i feel like her her dad raping her without her really like saying otherwise is how she kind of handles 
relationships beyond that where like she gets into a relationship she feels like she could be comfortable with somebody and then when they get into stuff that she's not comfortable with she never really stands up for herself yeah kind of like how like like that instance sets up for how she deals with stuff in the future yeah granted that like her dad didn't really rape her yeah but i mean not that it makes any difference because they're both terrible yeah but like that whole thing which i chelsea had to tell me like her dad is elliot from et <laughs> <laughs> she, she told me that and i'm like well that puts this movie in an entirely different light Man. Uh, it makes you go down a weird imdb train yeah. but, plus uh, the fact that it involves like a weird like an, an eclipse even with the yeah. moon yeah <laughs> um i mean i guess that 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 whole thing with the eclipse like with the moon ties like kind of the story together with the moonlight man yeah but only in name only i suppose yeah um, I'm gonna get to that in just a minute, but like the, oh, the whole like <laughs> the dad story thing, I I guess like I, I, me personally, I felt like it wasn't really needed. Yeah. Like I'm gonna say something terrible, and like I feel terrible about saying this. <laughs> oh no. Like I, as having a daughter and as a father, the child molestation thing really like hit me harder. Than probably anybody else, like, maybe you. Yeah. Right? So, like, I felt like that was very vile and disgusting. Yeah. But I feel for it to, like, really take effect for her in her personal life, especially being chained up. Yeah. I feel like the dad should have actually raped her. Jesus! (laughs) For it to really make a big deal about her being chained up. Yeah. You know, like... Being, like, helpless against it. Uh, Like, I don't know. Like, the fact that it was, like, such a small thing that he did to her, I think it sets the idea that she, like, she kind of, like, has a discussion with herself where it's, like, you kind of let men run all over you from that point on. Where, like, when she was that age, she was in a very, she was, like, in a very developmental, like very yeah. influential stage yeah. where she was like, kind of like going through puberty at the time. Yeah. And then the fact that she let her dad do that to her, it kind of set in motion how she let men walk all over her the rest of her life. Yeah. Where like when he did that to uh, her, yeah. she kind of was know. like, she was kind of like, well, I, I just shouldn't, I just shouldn't say anything. Yeah. I, and I don't know if that's like the whole story with it. Like if people don't know the whole story is like, like, uh, she sat on her dad's lap while he masturbated. That yeah. was the, th- that was what it was. Like yeah. he didn't rape her. He didn't like molest her or anything, yeah. but that's like what, that's what happened. Yeah. So like, it's terrible. Say <laughs> it's so Weird to yeah. tiptoe around this thing, yeah. like saying what is worse than the other. Yeah. But I, that was, I guess that's the only thing that actually happened with her dad. Like, there's yeah. no other, there's no other like things that were communicated in this movie that like anything else happened that yeah. escalated from that. Yeah. 
but like you can only assume that she had like sisters and what was happening with them. Yeah. Like that's the only, but I feel like, especially for this, like it's, it's just enough to where like, this is like the most important man in her life. And the fact that he took advantage of her in this instance made it like kind of like set the precedence for how she let other men walk all over her in other relationships. Like if she trusted this man enough and then she was able and then he took advantage of her in this way, then she should let other men in her life take advantage of her in similar ways, which put her in this situation uh, where she's chained to a bed. Uh, yeah. Like, because, I, I, cause like pretty ugh. much once they, when they get to the whole, like, Oh my God. When they yeah. get to the whole like devil angel thing, like Bruce Greenwood as Gerald comes in as like the devil. Yes. Where he's pretty much plays like every chauvinistic, idea of man that she's come across in her entire life yeah and then there's like an instance where like when that becomes too much she sees a version of herself like pretty much like become like superhuman and just like break out of the fucking handcuffs and then that becomes like the angel on her shoulder where it's like you're strong enough like don't let these men get to you like you can really stand up for yourself like don't let them like tell you what you can and can't do. Right. Like you're stronger than you think you are. Right. And she's the one that always points out like there's a glass of water up there. You can use this as a straw to drink it and you can do this and like things to keep make her stay alive. Right. So it's like her developing that inner strength within herself that she can like follow the rest of her life where she doesn't need like a man to tell her what to do 24 seven. Like she can, she can fend for herself. Right. And like this, because she's in a life-threatening situation where she feels like this is going to be the end of her life, it's her kind of reevaluating her life and being like, no, I am strong enough to do this shit. And then her jumping to the very rash way of how she gets out of it, to which she survives, and then that's what leads her on the path to the rest of her life. Right. And, gra- like, so Bruce, Gre- Bruce Greenwood threw, like, a hallucination is the devil on her shoulder. Like yeah. her husband is the devil on her shoulder, like a, as a hallucination. Yeah. And herself is the angel. A yeah. hallucination of herself is the angel. So that's like yeah. what she's hallucinating through like the first, uh, well, uh, mostly the second acts of the movie or whatever. Yeah. That, that's like the bickering back and forth between yep. like what she needs to do while like, this stray dog is eating away at her actual dead husband <laughs> yeah. on the floor, which is not as grotesque as what I thought. Yeah, they, they don't they don't really show it. They just kind of see him like they you. It's more like what you hear as opposed to what you see. Right, but it's still it's like a looming threat because at some point she's like waking yeah. up from being like passed out. Yeah, and like the dog is trying to gnaw away at her leg, and it's like get yeah. the fuck out of here, dog. Yeah, yeah. like I think there's like. like it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think there's, like, a scene where, like, he sniffs at Bruce Greenwood and, like, realizes, like, he's, like, rotting and then, like, kind of, like, backs away where it's, like, well, shit. Well, if he's gone, the only other meat left in the room is you. <laughs> right. But it, it doesn't make, I mean, like, not that much time could have passed because, like, it's only a two days, maybe, that she's actually chained on the bed. I don't know. It's not that long. It's not like a week span of time. Yeah. Because I feel like the dog would have been bored by then and, like, went away. I don't know. If the dog is starving, it would stick around for a while. I I suppose. Like, at the most, it's maybe three days. Yeah. And I don't think it's that long. I really only think it's, like, two full days of people. So, 
um, while this whole thing is going on, while she's hallucinating herself and her dead husband, yeah, she's also seeing like at night a like a a, a visage of like yeah this person that they're calling the Moonlight Man, yeah, and she kind of like interprets him as like the Grim Reaper or something, um, yeah, like like somewhat like it's it's kind of cool because like he only really appears like far away or like in the curtains. Yeah. Like, like in between some curtains. So you're like, is she really seeing him or not? Yeah. And like, I thought that was very well done in this movie. Really? I, I really enjoyed the moonlight man. Oh really? It it was my favorite part of the movie. Really? Yeah. Because the twist in the third act where it's like, well, I guess we're in spoilers where you find like, the Moonlight Man was actually he's, yeah, there. He's like a serial killer. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> holy fuck! Yeah, and I'm like, that's. I mean, that freaked me the fuck out. Like, really? I, it really, it really did. Because like, yeah. When I grew up in my house, like at, from my view of my bed, I could see through my bedroom door down a hallway, and my parents always had cactus like plant growing at yeah. the end of the hallway in front of a window yeah so when i would wake up for a split <laughs> second it looked like somebody was standing in that window and so it freaks me the fuck out so when she said that she thought she saw a person like in like was standing between some curtains like when she would wake up yeah and thought it was somebody there and then it really was somebody there yeah it fucking freaked me the fuck out like I thought that was really well done. And maybe yeah. it's just a specific example for me. It does kind of play on, like, yeah, because there's been plenty of times, especially when I was a kid, where I would, like, see stuff, and I'm like, is that a person? But, yeah, to even, like, kind of bring that up in this, where, like, she goes back and sees where it's like, yeah, this man was going house to house, right, murdering all these people. right. And, like, chopping pieces off and, like, taking, like, grave robbing and taking jewelry and shit. Yeah, He would show her his bag of stuff that he's taken from graves and it's just, like, bones and jewelry in there. Yeah. It's like, that is freaky as fuck. (laughs) And when she finally escapes from her shackles. She goes to his trial. Well, not, no, before that even, like, she thinks she sees him in the room, which he is actually there. Yeah. Gives her wedding ring to him yeah and then later she says like when the police were there searching for evidence they never found the wedding ring and it's like oh fuck yeah. like was he actually fucking there <laughs> and you realize then that was he was there that, yeah that is pretty cool so then that brings me to my complaint of the movie yeah in the third act like while they're just like hinting that this guy could be real or fake they go into a full backstory on the Moonlight Man. Okay. Which fucking ruins his whole mystique. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> That's why I think they do the whole Stephen King yeah, weird exactly. thing. Where it's like they have to make him like a full-blown like weird horror figure. Where he's like this big disfigured fuck who goes through and kills people and takes their shit. Yeah. And then she goes to his trial and he's like, you... Yeah, it's like, oh, I saw you, I'm the Moonlight Man. And it's like, you were a lot smaller than I thought you were. Yeah. Totally dismissing his entire creepiness. But I, but, 
the, the thing that is that I like that she does that because like the fact that he's this larger than life figure and he's a man, like that's her first step towards like not letting them rule her life. Like she goes sure. to his trial and sees that here's this larger than life figure that was like scary in the moment. And now she's going to his trial and like looking him in his eye and he's taken so many lives and like ruined so many other lives by killing people and like taking their shit. And he, she's able to look him in the eyes and be like, you're not, you're not the threat that, that people think you are. And then she just leaves leaves him in the dust. Sure, like I can see that point, but like this is a horror movie. Like I don't want to learn about this guy. I yeah. don't want to like have less of a threat. I want to be scared. I want like if I'm watching a horror movie, I don't want to like be dismissed about the horror character. Like yeah. I found him. But pre- I think that's the point of it, though. Is no that like fucking way? <laughs> that's the point no of it, though, way. because like the the fact that he is a horror figure that gives her the opportunity to look a horror figure in the eye and be like. You're no threat to me. No, I thought that completely ruined the movie. <laughs> Not ruined as a fact like it totally completely ruined the movie, but like I thought that was the weakest part of the movie was the whole third act. Like I don't, I don't know because I think like coming from like a woman who let the common most common of men step all over her to her getting up in front of a man who has ended so many lives and be like I'm better than you. And like leave him to to his own disarray, I think is like is like the 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 theme of the whole movie. No, like I if this is gonna be a horror movie, like I I don't think it's a horror movie though. Like, I think but it's it's it's, uh, it's the horror is her getting out of her situation. The horror is not the Moonlight Man. The horror but it is all her works together. Like it's all works together as like being a horror aspect of the movie. For this third act, it makes like a whole redemption movie. But like in a move, and like if you were like to watch like a Friday the Thirteenth, where like the girl kills Jason or kills Michael Myers, does that take away from that Michael Myers movie? That's yeah, like the no, because like the, you find like she goes and looks again, and then he's not there. Like it's still no. Like, there's situations where shit, it looks he's like still he's dead. alive. Where is he? There's a there's a hollow. There's like that Halloween where like she Jamie Lee Curtis cuts his head off and he's just he yeah cut his head I know. off. It's like H two O or whatever. But it's it's just a situation where you're. It's not so much about the horror of it. It's about seeing this woman build herself up from letting the most common of men step all over her to now looking a serial murderer in the eye and be like. I'm not going to let people like you step all over me ever again. Yeah, I I mean, I get your point. Like, it's like a redemption kind of story. But can you imagine, like, I thought, okay, this is what I thought would be, like, a perfect ending. Okay, she eventually gets free of the handcuffs or whatever and escapes the bed and, like, can live. If, like, she went on to say, like, I went on to live and whatever and it was terrible like like that Gerald put me through this and whatever and I escaped but they never found my wedding ring that puts the th- the threat that the moonlight man was there and you don't get a fucking backstory of him yeah. and like the threat of her dying was still there even though she could have es- like but that, still But that's escaped. still letting a man control her life if the threat of a man but, like, killing I'm her But like all into that like that's like a, a great aspect. Like she can't, she can't escape that fate. Like it's a great horror concept. I mean, if you want to tell that, sure. But I think they wanted to leave this on an aspect where it's it's her, like 
being able to go on with her life. I think I think putting I think putting that to be the I ending, think putting but that I don't putting that threat that of putting that threat of but the moonlight man is still out there is still putting that out there where it's like she's still letting a man rule rule her life despite the fact that she's she persevered through all this stuff and but yet there's still someone out there that's going to go kill her and it's a man. That's fine. Like that's I I like that as like a horror. Like I'm still out there. I'm still not safe. Like okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I I mean I I can see that as an aspect. That sure. and the fact that like the Moonlight Man is fucking creepy as fuck. Oh yeah. Like yeah, if you is. don't know who it is, it's the guy who plays Lurch in the Adams really? Family movies. Yeah. <laughs> like so, just think of like Lurch. But, like, bald, and he will fucking murder you, like, in yeah. this movie. That's who it is. I don't know. I think they wanted to go with more of, like, an inspiring ending as opposed to... Because I feel like making it so that she fears this serial killer that might be out for her somewhere is just a regression back to what it was in the beginning. And it kind of takes away from everything she fought for throughout the whole movie. But I don't feel like... Okay, okay, so if the movie ended, I don't feel like she needs to have a fear of this guy, like, still out on the prowl or whatever. Yeah. But if she goes through all what she goes through, she escapes or whatever, and just has the fact that, like, she has, like, a monologue at the end, like, I escaped, my hand's all fucked up now, Yeah. I can't write, but, like, they never found my wedding ring, letting in on the fact that, like, there was a man there watching me, and the Moonlight Man was real. Yeah. And they ended there. I'm like, that's fucking creepy because it like <laughs> ends on like a semi-cliffhanger-ish yeah. type yeah. of thing. I would love that type of ending. Yeah. But they don't end there. They go into a full backstory <laughs> that like I'm like, that fucking totally ruins the whole mystique of yeah. the character. I would like, yeah, I think I would like it if it was like, if it was like, presented in an aspect where it's like let him come for me then i don't know something I, like that sure, where it's whatever. like yeah where it's like if they if they don't because I, I still want that aspect of her where it's like she she like she you see the shit she goes through she bar- almost cuts her hand off can we talk about that? <laughs> Good fucking lord! <laughs> that was one of the more disgusting things I've seen all oh year in a God. movie. God, you borderline see her skin her entire hand. Oh fuck! Like the only way that she can figure that she can get out of these cuffs is that if she slits her wrists and uses the blood as lube to get her hand yeah. out of the cuffs. But she cuts her wrists so deep that like the skin starts. Peeling, peeling off her hand. Peeling off her hand as she's pulling it through the cuff. So oh it's like watching God. like her hand like come off as a glove it as she's pulling disgusting. through the... It is so gross. It... it <laughs> I, I will take that to my grave as being one of the more disgusting yeah. things I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, because they even like... They like then we're like when she does like talks about like her recovery and stuff where it's like they had to treat her as a third degree burn victim or yeah, like with skin grafts and shit. Yeah, it looks. Oh, it looks <laughs> fucking real. The grossest fucking so thing. Sick. I even like stumbled upon like a YouTube video where they had like the Netflix staff watch just that scene, and, and like puke. yeah, like they like <laughs> they do like one of those things where it's like they it's like one of those like YouTube videos where they have like old people watch stuff, but it's like the the 
employees at Netflix are watching that scene. Like, they did, like, the quotations of that scene from Gerald's game. And they're just like, oh, God. Like, everyone is just, like, fucking, like... Like, almost, like, ripping their eyeballs out yeah. trying to watch like, this fucking I, scene. Like, it was one of those things I wanted to turn away but still wanted to see it, and I was, like, grossed out the whole time. Like, I applaud whoever did the effects for that. Because it, it is. Was, oh. um, it was an amazing, yeah. squeamish, gross effect. And, yeah. And, like, good job. Yeah. No, the, the guy that directed this, I want to see everything he makes because everything I've seen so far with this and Hush are so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, the guy... I really uh, appreciate this movie. Like, I really like the first two acts quite a bit. I I feel like the third act kind of, like, falls away from, like, a really great story. Yeah. But I I put that on, like, the screenplay probably adapted from a Stephen King story. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Like yeah. I don't know who to. I blame Stephen King then. Like yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that they 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 lay it out so definitively. Yeah, but I do appreciate what they're what they were trying to do with it, where it's her try looking someone in the eyes and being like, like someone who's probably struck fear in a whole bunch of other women, sure. and her being able to look that in the eyes and be like, "Fuck but you." At the end, like, but in the um the end of the movie though they. They say that, like, the Moonlight Killer ends up attacking men. Yeah. Because they, uh, what do they say? Like, he enjoys mutilating the men because he has, like, they have a genitalia where they can, it can be, like, dismembered and shit like that. I think they say that. (laughs) I don't, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Gerald's game, so I can't remember. Like, he didn't want to attack her being chained up because... Her husband was at the end of the bed, and he can dismember him because you like see that like he cuts off his ear and wears it like on a necklace. Oh shit! And like then they say later on that like he ate like his brother and sister or some shit like that, and like later on he only gets like the hankering of dismembering men because like they have removable genitalia, <laughs> essentially, and it's like Jesus Christ! Like, that's definitely a, like that's like a. Stephen King took, like, that last bump of coke, and he was like, (laughs) All right, Moonlight Man loves fucking up dudes' dicks. (laughs) Just chopping dong. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was anyway. um, So what would you grade uh, Gerald's Game? I'd give Gerald's Game a a solid B+. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, just like, like how I brought up before where it's, like, in this in this environment where women feel powerless against powerful men, I think this can really give you like that kind of feeling where you can kind of stand up for yourself. Yeah. If, um, if this movie didn't have like the third act in it, like I would give this movie probably a solid a, yeah, but I, because of the third act and they kind of like totally like neuter, the ending, I think, I would give it probably a B plus. Like okay. I, I really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Good. Like I, I see few and far between of horror movies. Yeah. And this is like this week I've seen two. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it, and I, 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 I really. 
I didn't appreciate his third act of yeah, okay. this movie or whatever. I feel, yeah. And I feel like it could have been a stronger ending to like a more like suspenseful, like lingering horror or suspense. But uh, I, I'll I'll give it a B plus as yeah. well. Yeah, man, I'm really curious to see what you think of it. Yeah, I want to see it real bad. Yeah. So maybe maybe we can it, add that to uh, either one of the, one of our off months. Sure. Why not? I'm curious. I think it came out on DVD like this past week. All right, I'll look for it. I'm streaming All right. somewhere. So. All right. There you go, GHD. I did I did your job for you. <laughs> I got Troy to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only pressured me for months to go see it. Um <laughs> uh, uh but other than uh you got anything else to say about Gerald's game or no, 1922 no. or whatever? I I I said all I need to say. Great. Um so um other than that, did you see anything else? Uh, well, uh, I saw Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah? How was that? They, I really liked it. <laughs> it's such a fun film. I heard a lot of people like this It movie. is a lot of fun. Like, yeah. the, the the main chick in it is super charming. Yeah? Like, they play... It's like a total... It's kind of like a total, like, rip-off of Groundhog's Day, where it's like this chick who's just like a vile human being and then as like it plays out like she becomes more and more likable because she's seeing what a piece of a shit she is uh-huh but it's it's done in like a, a slasher horror way okay where she just keeps dying all the time <laughs> but it's it's so good like it's it even knows what it is like they they play out like some of the scenes so campy where like there's like a scene where like a dude like kind of like dances EDM music for her to try and sure. seduce her. Okay. And then she gets a text and she's like going through the text and then like they pan back and watch her looking through the text and they show the guy that was dancing to EDM like getting like so like uh <laughs> like animated animatingly like stabbed in the stomach by the killer where he's like <laughs> like. So like over the top, like who, like just like getting stabbed in the stomach over and over again, like in the background to EDM music while uh-huh. she's like answering her text. Uh-huh. And then there's like a montage they play out where it's just like a bunch of her deaths like back to back. Like oh, it's so, it's a really fun, really fun movie. I highly suggest Happy right. Death Day. Okay. Like I had a lot of fun with it. Great. And like uh, there's a, I remember when I was like first getting into like actually like watching films like trying to get into it i remember uh one of the like oscar nominations that year was michael clayton uh-huh and we were like trying to watch it back then and i was like i'm bored fuck this uh-huh. but it, i uh uh watched it on netflix like last week and it's not bad but <laughs> that first 45 minutes is so fucking boring Michael Clayton just sounds like a boring fucking Like, movie. it's not a, it's not a bad movie. Like, they do this whole thing where they, they try and, like, do this whole thing where it's, like, they play, like, a bunch of scenes in the beginning and then it's, like, three days earlier. Yeah. But, like, all the shit in the beginning is so boring up to, like, the very end where you're like, oh, shit, I want to see what happens next. Blackout three days earlier and then they go into more boring shit Uh, so then it's like you're waiting for 45 minutes for something interesting to happen where you're like what the fuck (laughs) but then like once you get past that 45 minutes like it's pretty decent like they there's like a really cool way of like being like showing you like how uh like the whole thing is like michael clayton is kind of like this uh 
fixer for this law firm. Uh-huh. So it's like him kind of like going back and forth between like certain ends of the law where like they even like show that he's like owes like a shit ton of money to the mafia because he's like a like a gambling addict. Uh-huh. But they show like like his dealings with the mafia are way more upfront than like his dealings with like big corporations that his firm uh represents. Okay. To the point where like the firm tries to have him killed, but the mafia's like, well, as long as you pay us, we don't really care. So then it's like these company like these groups on the other end of the law that are considered horrible are like way more understanding than like big corporations that are always being upheld. So I like that aspect of it. <laughs> but other than that, but like that first 45 minutes, like they put you on a, on a trip where you're like, where the fuck are you going? Oh, count me out. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It was, it was fine for what it was. I liked it, but all right. Uh, well, I don't know. It was whatever, but uh, we also finished, uh, me and Molly finished the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. And it's really good. Yeah. They even do a thing with like her hus- like her ex-husband where like they kind of put you on a path where you're not even really sure how to feel about him. Okay. And it's really 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 good. I've heard nothing but great things oh, for, from this I series. highly suggest The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. All right. I might try to watch that. Definitely get into it. Soon. All and that's right. all I've been into. All right. Um I've been trying to finish End of the Fucking World. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. I try. I, I, get, I keep trying to watch it before I go to work, but like I have to watch like a little girl at the yeah. same time, so it's kind of difficult. Yeah. But I'm really still into it. Like I'm uh, an episode after, um, James kills the guy. Oh jeez. Okay. So you're not like episode five or six. So you're not much far. You're not like further than what you were talking about last. Week. No, I was. I'm only yeah. like an episode or an episode or two after the yeah. fact. So I'm 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 there. There you go. But I'm still into it, and I really I really like it still. Yeah. Um. So that's there's that. Um. Also, uh, I read a book called Neo Namicon. For I've heard you. <laughs> I really want to watch your guys' review on this because so, you've been talking some shit. I read it for my Imperious Rex um, show. Um, it's a book by Alan Moore, who wrote Man. Watchmen, and it is something else. <laughs> it it uh, okay the first panel that has dialogue in it from this book has the N word. (laughs) (laughs) And so the first two chapters of it follows this, uh, detective who is like an anti-Semite, like racist motherfucker. Oh God. Completely hateable. Right. (laughs) And so you're like, what? And then the first two chapters is like a prologue to like the the main story. So then after the main story starts, you're like, well, what does the prologue have anything to do with this? And then it comes in like in the fourth chapter of the main story. 
And by that point, there's a ton of, of rape and... Oh my god. Imagine the shape of water. Yeah. Only horrible, horrible rape. <laughs> Only instead of water, it's rape. The shape of, of rape. rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm glad we got it there at oh, the same no. time. Oh, no. So, it's so bad. <laughs> at one point in the story, it go, it's like an H.P. Lovecraft kind of like horrible, like... Everything is penis-shaped. Everything is fucking penis-shaped, especially <laughs> the penises. <laughs> At one point in this story, it gets to a point where there's an entire chapter of it where everybody is fully frontal naked, having an orgy, and there's a weird fishman creature also raping everybody else. I cannot wait to hear your review on this show. On this, check fucking... it out on. I can't wait. I I don't know when it's coming out, uh, but look for it. Did you and Dave already review it? Yes. Ah, uh, we 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 reviewed like the next couple months of things yeah. in one night. So look out for our Neonomicon review that. on Imperius. I'm going to look out for that one. It might be a long episode. <laughs> Because we go on about the entire story, full spoilers. Is it like Dave trying to defend it and you just be like, no. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm way more critical of it than Dave is. <laughs> anyway, so Neonomicon. I look out for that on Imperius I'm literally Rex. waiting on pins and needles for this one. I don't know when it's going to debut. Dave releases all the stuff when he gets them done edited. Uh. He's probably gonna edit where like you barely say anything. <laughs> I hope he fucking doesn't because it's gonna be a long app. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Also, um, one other little thing. Um, my other podcast, Charm Type with Chelsea Danger, has gotten to our twelfth episode. Yeah, and our Twitter is now fully active. Fantastic. I don't know why it wasn't beforehand, but all of a sudden now it is because I've just taken charge of it. And now Charm Type Pod on Twitter is a thing. Fantastic. So there you go. Fantastic. We'll be uploading all of our stuff on there. So if you want to talk to us on there, go for it because I'm the administrator. Yes. I'll be more than happy to talk to you on there. And I would also be more than happy to talk to you on Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Oh my god, we're going to plugs already. We're going into plugs, baby. <laughs> so, JT, if people want to talk to you on Twitter, where can they do that? They can talk to me about Charm Type on Bucky for Everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for Everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not? Bucky for Everyone on Snapchat. Also, I'm in the process of developing my own t-shirt store i love it on prowrestlingtees.com i will give more information on my twitter when it's necessary or on our next show i should have it set up by then amazing so you can buy t-shirts which i'm pretty sure i'm gonna put up my uh first one of me as an eight-year-old <laughs> with the word nasty underneath it <laughs> I love that shirt. So if you want that... My dad owns that shirt. <laughs> He's, yeah. Troy's dad owns that shirt, so you should buy it when it's available <laughs> on ProWrestlingTees.com once I have it set up. Amazing. That's all my plugs, Troy. Awesome. You can find me at TroyTheMax on Twitter. You can find us both at ReviewReviewPod on Twitter, like I said just before. 
Uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash review review pod. And all of our new episodes are up on Podbean as well at review review pod dot podbean dot com yes. to be specific. Yes. Um, if you're not up on all that Podbean stuff, that doesn't matter because you can find all of our episodes on all of your podcast platforms. Yeah. Everything you search for, we're there. We're on Google Play. Yeah. We're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes, babe. Yeah. And why, if you listen on iTunes, want you comment? Give us a star review. If you don't even have time to comment, you can give us a five-star review, a four-star review, three, two, one. Doesn't matter. Whatever you think. Preferably not one. Preferably five. Yeah, preferably five. Just give us a five. Um. Because if you like the show, then it helps other people find the show on yeah. iTunes. I don't as know well. why you'd be still listening if you gave us a one star. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if you've gone this far and have just listened to the show, you're I just don't know like what one of those thinking. like masochists that like masturbates while you cut yourself <laughs> listening to the show. You're like, oh, I fucking hated it. One star. But even then, if you're getting off to it, five stars, right? Exactly. Like if, if we gave you an orgasm, at least five stars. Are you kidding me? If we make you jizz, five stars. <laughs> this is a late one. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Um, and if you have anything long form to say, of course, we have an email at review review pod at gmail.com. Uh, review review spelled just how it is in the title of this episode. So, JT, what is coming down the pipeline what's well, next week next week since it will be thursday february 1st when this comes out for our next show right it will be black superhero month yeah in honor of black panther so we're going to jump into the ghd slash dinosaur neil slash you favorite <laughs> blade yes i've talked to dinosaur neil and ghd they are hot for this. We're gonna have to like we're gonna have to like take IDs at the door, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like they're gonna we be. We might like, have, have to forego the news. Oh, is what I'm saying. Shit. There's a lot to say about Blade, apparently. All right. Well, they they they, they gave you things to say about Blade. <laughs> they didn't say that in general, but uh, they're hot fans of Blade. I'll okay. tell you that right now. Okay. So you're saying we might might need to get another mic. Top of the fucking food chain, babe. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, for... In, leading up to next week, where we, we may have two other guests. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For sure. I'm. A, we oh, can shit. probably get GHD. Neil? He's a mystery out there, man. I know. He's got his own podcast going on right now. I know. We don't want, we don't want to take away we, from... Uh, we don't want to take away. Do. Credits do. We love you, Credits Great do. pod. Good I pod. love that pod. Love that pod. Listen to the newest episode today. I did. I liked it. I did too. Independence Day. Good Independence shit. Day, check it out sometime. Will Smith. <laughs> They're on Will Smith season. Big Willie Sal in it. <laughs> uh, so, GHD, Dinosaur Neil, I want you both. Get us. Get both of you down here. We have another microphone. We, we just need a, a cord. Another mic right here. I'm going to search for a cord. If not, I'll go buy one. Okay. So, if both of you show up, we're ready for you. We're ready. We're, we're ready, babe. Yeah. We're ready. Show me if you need to. We're doing Blade next week. Blade, baby. Blade. For Black Superhero Month. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm fucking pumped. I'm fucking pumped. We, we, did we drink? How much beer did we drink? 
Not that much, but I think these IPAs were <laughs> AF. pretty good. Uh, but we got Blade, Black Panther, Meteor, Meteor Man. Meteor Man is after Black Panther. Is or, there a fourth no, month? Is there a fourth week to no, February? No, it's three because February is short. I know, but I didn't know if there was four Thursdays in it. No. All right. Because it's, yeah, it's, we're doing I mean, because I don't want to do Steel. We're doing an audible. No, we're not doing. Oh fuck, steel! <laughs> if anything, I'd do I do blank man over steel. Oh my god, yeah, I'll do blank. Okay, very good. <laughs> but no, I think it's gonna be Blade, Meteor Man, and then Black Panther, and then it should be into leading March, into March. Then. Yeah. Okay. Very good. There you go. That's our next month. All in. All eight. lined up because we're good. We don't even have a fucking podcast calendar yet. Not yet. I got to find one. It's up to you. We'll get to it. It's all you. We'll get it. But until we get a pod calendar, <laughs> uh, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am GT3K. And we are off.